0: My bad, y'all. I know I'm late. I know I'm late. I know I'm late. I know y'all excited to talk about some 49er football, as am I. And I had a chance to talk about it on the radio just now with the radio station out in Oklahoma. But anyways, enough of that, man. Niner gang, we here. We marching on to the NFC Championship game. We're going to get into all that and more right here. Keep it locked. It's the San Francisco 49ers morning show. Let's go. It is tipped off by Eric Crocker over midfield. He'll run it all the way into the end zone. Crop Talk TV podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the San Francisco 49ers Morning Show. I'm your host, former NFL and AFL defensive back Eric Crocker. Y'all know what it is if you haven't already. Listen to locked on 49ers with myself, Brian Peacock. Locked on NFL draft with myself, Ryan Tracy. We're getting into the draft, but guess who's not getting into the draft yet? The San Francisco 49ers, because they just beat down. I do not even want to say beat down, but they just beat, they advanced past the smug Green Bay Packers. The smug Green Bay Packers. They had this coming. They had this coming. And and you know, the, the interesting thing to me about all this when you when you kind of they're shocked they're shocked but you know who's not shocked you know who's not shocked guys I don't think anybody in here is shocked anybody who has been watching the San Francisco 49ers since week I don't know eight uh week eight right they know what this team is about and this team our guy my guy Ross Uglum he came on here And one of my buddies, my buddy, uh, Chris, he was like, Croc, like, this team don't quit. This team doesn't quit. You know, when Ross said that, it was almost, it was almost, it was very disrespectful. But it was like, man, how dare you? So I let them get get, get that off. I let them get the joke, you know, not even the jokes because they were dead serious. That was how Ross felt. Uh, any of you that listened to the crossover episode with myself, Brian Peacock, and uh, our guy Pete, Peter from the Locked On Packers, he was dead serious. The 49ers had no chance to win this game. 49ers won 13-10, by the way, last second field goal by Robbie Gold. How about that? But the, the way that Packers were coming off, the the, the media, the just everything about them, It was as if the 49ers had no chance. And it was really, it was wild to me. There, the 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 media came out, and if you saw everybody picked against the 49ers, everybody. But the moment, the moment one team, one person picked the 49ers to win, or the moment one person or two people had anything positive to say about the 49ers, the Green Bay Packers media and fans. Acted like, oh my god! Like, how how dare how dare you pick against the Packers? This is I saw a lot of this. I saw a lot of this. I saw a lot of man. You would think the 49ers were the number one team, and the Packers were the six seed coming in. The level of disrespect people are giving to the Packers, blah blah. I saw a lot of a lot of that from Packer people. And I'm like, what are y'all? What are we, what are we doing here? Like, the 49ers are a good football team. The 49ers have the best record in the NFC since week, what? Since midway through the season. Like, this was a different team than week three. We tried to tell them. Week three, the 49ers are still trying to figure it out now. I think my main takeaway from the week three game, all right, the main takeaway was that the 49ers turned the ball over twice, the Packers zero times, and it still took a miracle drive for them to win that game. So that alone, regardless of anything the 49ers got going on with the personnel and who's playing, who's not playing, how Debo's being utilized, all that stuff, regardless of any of that, that should tell you, hey, this is a team, like, they, they, they're going to play football. They're going to play ball. Everybody knows the style of football the 49ers want to play. But Packers people just dismissed that game. Now, I get it. The the game, the way that this game, you know, the way it went down, maybe not the way I thought it would, right, not the way that y'all thought it would. but. It was the way that it went down, and there is no quit in this team, as my guy uh, Ross Uglum thought the 49ers would do. Hell, if they get down early, they're just going to quit. What? This team don't quit. They're going to quit. They would have quit when they were 2-4. and four, four. This 49ers team would have quit when they were 3-5. and five. They, they would have quit when they just got manhandled by the Arizona Cardinals and Colt McCoy. There is no quit in this team. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? Quit so, yeah. It came down to some things that I didn't foresee happening a block punt return for a touchdown. Uh, you know, there was a, a block field going there by Ward. But at the end of the day, especially when it's playoffs, it's like you have one game and you got to figure it out. And the main objective is to get to the next game, however, that is. However, that is. And the 49ers figured it out. This is a special team, special team. And they're going to do some special things. Now, do y'all remember when the Baltimore Ravens won the Super Bowl? Obviously, you guys remember when the Baltimore Ravens won the Super Bowl because they beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl. But what it took for them to get there, do y'all remember the the Ravens versus Broncos game and how that game ended? A miracle pass down the right sideline at the end of the game. The safety, I don't know what he was thinking, but he just – like, was too shallow. It was really weird. It was weird how, like, the, the Ravens had no business being in that Super Bowl. But they kept fighting. It's not always going to be the most ideal way to win. But you just got to figure it out. You got to figure it out. And the 49ers have. So this this team, this 49ers team is special in that way. And I think they have special guys that are going are gonna to go above and beyond. And it might not be the most you know orthodox way of winning but i think that this team would figure it out and i see in the chat right now and there are some people talking about you know what we saw from mahomes and josh allen last night and that was special right and you look and it's like you know that's probably not jimmy garoppolo's game you know that's you know you typically don't want to put jimmy in that situation but Fortunately for the 49ers, maybe they don't have to because they win in different ways. They win in different ways. I think heading into the Packers 49er game, probably Jimmy Garoppolo, I would say, is the the biggest question mark, right? You know, even heading into the Rams game, probably the biggest question mark. And for good reason. I think it's for good reason. But a lot of people, including myself, we feel like, oh, man, well, you you, you know, Jimmy can't turn the ball over. Or, oh, everything has to be perfect. For the four to win, and and you know because you have Jimmy at quarterback, and at the end of the day, they just figure out a way to win. So I'm definitely done trying to figure out how this team has to win with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. They just do. They just do. Uh, we are going to fight. This will be the hardest game of the year. Uh, this Rams team will be tough. I agree. I agree. And I'm obviously I'm gonna get to the you know you guys in the chat, and I'm, actually I'll put the link on early because I will have my guy, Greg Pinelli coming on today, Uh, QB Monday. You know, we'll talk about the performance. And we'll talk about Greg. You know, that's his boy, Josh Allen. You know, that's like his little brother. And uh, I could tell he was hurt for Josh Allen after that game last night. Uh, But, you know, we're going to get to, you know, that. So I'm going to get to the calls a little earlier today and kind of let you guys get your takes off and what you feel about the 49ers against the Packers, you know, how you feel about the 49ers moving forward. But that Rams team, I've seen this. Well, beat them 49ers on the Packers, and I mean, excuse me, Rams 49ers on the Rams, and they do right for that. That beat them six straight times, not easy to do. There's something to that. I will say this I try to look at these situations individually, each game individual. There's different reasons, right? You can't go back three years and say, Oh, well, we own the, we own the Rams because beat them uh three years ago, you know, we swept them, and then you know, then we swept them 2020, and then 2020, like. Each game is different. Each scenario is different. The personnel has changed a lot. There have been different things that have changed for the Rams since, even since week 18, improving the chemistry between Matthew Stafford and Oda Beckham. So I think there is something to Kyle Shanahan, only McVay. There is something to that. Just like there's something to the Seahawks and whatever magic spell they have over the 49ers. There is something to that. But at the end of the day, you, know, you got one game. You got to figure out for that game. And everything that's been done previously, we got to crumble that up, throw it into the trash, and figure out how the 49ers are going to win this game to advance to the Super Bowl. How are they going to do that? Here's the link in the chat. Y'all know what to do, man. Hit the link. Come on live. And let's talk. Come on live. Let's talk about it. We got the Kansas City Chiefs in the house. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hefe. Hefe KC. Big time performance by your quarterbacks, your receivers, your tight end, your coaches. Things weren't going well. You can't fold, right? The Chiefs defense, they got, I mean, cut through like a, a hot knife, cutting through butter. But their defense has actually been maybe the more, most consistent thing on that team throughout this year. And when it came down to it, they needed they just needed some plays. They, the, the Chiefs needed some plays, and their guys made plays offensively. It's not always going to be perfect. It's not. I did have a takeaway, and I'm glad I didn't tweet it out real quick. This be kind of my one of my last takes on this game. Late in the game, all right, we're talking about fourth quarter. The score was 21-23, to 23, right? Fourth quarter scored 21-23 in the Chiefs-Bills game. And – for all the special from the quarterbacks, my thought process went to I, I get that these teams and these quarterbacks are doing some, you know, they're doing some good things. But the score is 21-23. So as special as they are, as special as they are playing, like 21-23, that's, you know, any in, in, teams put up that many points. 49 put up that many points. So maybe teams just win different ways. And maybe you don't need a Mahomes and you don't need a Josh Allen, right? Like that was my thoughts. It was 21 23 you don't need a Josh Allen. You don't need like people can score those points, and then the rest of the fourth quarter happened, and that's when I was like, <laughs> "God damn. that's why you need a Mahomes. That's why you need a Josh Allen." Because when it's nut cutting time and you have to match another offense, your defense ain't getting the stops. Now you got to match that offense, tick for tack, play for play, throw for throw. Do you have the guy that can do that? That was special. And those are two of the best in the league. Those are two of the best in the league. But boy, that was special. That was interesting. I mean, that was I was blown away by that. The defenses early on. We're playing. I mean, we're talking about again in the fourth quarter. The score is 23 21. Damn near midway through the. And then all of a sudden, touchdown, 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 touchdown. And it was the quarterbacks. There were some of the things that guys did in that in that game. I mean, obviously you had to run after catch, and but The timing was impeccable on these throws. That one touchdown by Josh Allen to take the lead late in the game with 13 seconds left, I mean, you had the bend route. I mean, he's throwing it before the guy breaks. It's on the line. There's no air. It's just, I mean, goodness gracious. That was special. The quarterbacks were special. The long touchdown by Tyreek Hill, first of all, that wasn't even supposed to be there. It was two-man under. Two-man under. Let's talk about it. You got two-man under. All right. So basically, as we got two safeties high, the corners are able to get in the trail position with with the basically the help over top. And, and as a corner, you want to get in position to be able to undercut any in or out breaking route by the receiver. So you have, so you have uh, Tariq Hill, and he runs just his in route. He takes an outside release. Corner does a good job of forcing him outside. All right. When you're in two man, you want to force a guy outside and get in a trail position. He got in his trail position. All right. Got right there behind. Tariq Hill was able to kind of get some hands on. He'll cut in. He cut in right off of him, got his head around everything. He played it perfect. And he, the ball just right there on Tariq Hill. And he caught it and he outran an entire defense. I, the quarterbacks were just better than the defense that was out there. Maybe sometimes it comes down to that, but golly, you hope for the 49ers it doesn't come down to like, 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 what that looked like. And I don't think with the 49ers will, man. D'Amico Ryans has done an amazing job of making adjustments and keeping 49ers in these games defensively and stuff like that. So, But anyways, man, enough of that. That was a special moment. This weekend in general, every game came down to the last seconds. Special weekend of football. That's why football is king. That's why we have 300 of you in here right now uh, watching a football morning show because of just how special football is and how – it brings all of us together. And I like to I always like to talk about us in here. We're all family. And uh football has definitely brought us a lot closer. And I do think we have our arguments and disagreements like any other family does, but I appreciate everybody that's in here right now. If you're new to the show and you like it, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. We're bringing colors on. All right. And first I want to start off with my guy, Jedi. Remember too, today is today is uh, uh QB Monday. So I will be, I should be having uh, Greg Panelli on. We'll see if his heart isn't broken by what happened with Josh Allen. Now it's sad. We'll get his take on that. But it is QB Monday. It is QB Monday. So, all right, first coming on, we got my guy Jedi, man. Good morning. How you feeling? Good morning, brother. How you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm blessed. I got some great news. I've been talking to you all about my sports performance facility that's being built. They are coming out this week, finally. The the dirt work's been done. My building has been sitting in the field, ready for them to assemble it. Nice. And uh, finally, this week I got the great news here coming. So, well, congrats, man!
1: Congratulations, now, congratulations! Glad everything's working out for you in a positive direction. That's a good thing, man. Good thing. So, I'm gonna give my our boys some shout outs for us. Shout outs to the defense. Shout out to the special teams. Thank them, boys. I want to shout out Debo, the ultimate weapon. You know, Debo cannot be, uh, can never go wrong. And uh, after watching the Kansas City uh, um, Buffalo game, I just, I look at what we got and I just say, Oh Lord, Jesus, please hope. I hope that it don't ever get down to a moment where the quarterback has to be the guy for us. And, and I don't even feel like that with Stafford. Cause I feel like Stafford would throw us something to keep us in the game. Cause I don't feel like he's elite. Like I don't, I'm not worried about Stafford. Let's put him to the side. I feel like we can get Stafford. Those other two boys, even for the next years coming up. Like, Josh not going nowhere, man. And Pat's still here. Like, I want to be, I want to be crop. I do. I want the rematch, San Francisco versus Kansas City. I just don't want the same results. And when I'm like,
0: <laughs> I, I think most of us don't. But here's the thing, though, right? Like last night. And this is a tough. This is the tough part, right? At some point, people can blame other parts of, of 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 the teams and things like that. But let's say Aaron Rodgers, right? Let's take Aaron Rodgers for for example. At some point, you have to make a play. Your defense yeah. played well all game. You have to make a throw to put the team away, and that yeah. was the case for the 49ers in two thousand nineteen, right? You're up twenty to ten. Right. At some point, Jimmy, you, you got to make a play. Everybody talks about, oh well, the the defense gave up three touchdowns and whatever the case is. Well, if, if if our quarterback makes a throw, we right we we limit that. Right. You get the chains moving. You end up being able to you know run the clock out or whatever. That's you the only way to in beat that these guys. And you win the Super Bowl. And the tough thing is, like Mahomes did in that game, at some point he starts making throws, and and you're gonna have to match that. So that's the tough thing when it comes to a performance or when you're playing against teams like that. And I don't want to look past the, the the Rams. But, hell, let's talk about the Rams, too. Same thing. You got Matthew Stafford over there. And at the end of the day, it's a tie game. He had to figure it out. And he made some big throws and big-time moments to put that team in position to kick a field goal and win the game. And sometimes it comes down to that. Jimmy has shown the ability to do that. Now, like, you know, you just can't let the game get away from you.
1: Yeah, I just feel like with Jimmy, um, you know, the Brandon IU miss. Like, we can't have that. That will come and haunt us now. Like, we're in the – these are the games where those little mistakes are now amplified. Like, a uh, just a small overthrow will come back to haunt us. Like, we – the the margin of error now has gotten to the point where it's all – even though we used to say, well, you know, you, you can – don't worry about it. No, we got to worry about it now. This is going to be the NFC championship. So – out of all the quarterbacks still playing, we got the worst one.
0: Like, to be honest. Yeah, but but we can't. I, I hear you. I hear you. But I think everyone knows what the 49ers are and what they aren't, right? And it has to be a group effort.
1: Right, right. I just think that we're going to have to lean a lot more on the team where teams like KC, as we saw, they can lean on that quarterback to say, hey, man, we need magic help and they got it man and even with the young burrow kid he's starting to feel himself and, and, and starting to grow into his own so i just think man i'm rooting for us and i hope but i just think that the, the we missed an uh, opportunity with not starting trey lance with this i think that trey oh would, no this is I, not know, I know time. Man. Yeah, i know i know why you time. have to do and ruin the party i know man i know i just <laughs> so, it, i blame kansas city and I blame Buffalo. So you tell your uh, yeah. your quarterback coach, it's their fault. It's their fault. I, you yes. cannot expose me to that quarterback sex and then think that I'm not supposed to look at my team and like, man, I want that guy. I, I see what
0: you're saying. You know, and, and I'll say this, and, I, and I'm going to get on to the next call. I appreciate you coming okay. on, Jedi. No problem. Um, I, I will say this. I get where Jedi is coming from in the sense of you watching that and understanding what's out there. And what it looks like when quarterbacks are playing at a very high level. I get it. I don't think anyone watched the game last night and didn't say, man, I hope Trey Lance ends up being that. The issue is the 49ers right now. They have Jimmy Garoppolo. And Jimmy is a starting NFL quarterback. And he plays well. And I have said it and I tweeted this out during the game. There are two, I mean, last night got to add Mahomes and Josh Allen to this, right? And I'll say Tom Brady. There's three quarterbacks, maybe four, that I would take over Jimmy Garoppolo in nut-cutting time, right? In that last three minutes. There's only about three quarterbacks I would take over Jimmy in in that moment, right? Because of what he's able to do. Now, what we're not going to do though is say Allen's stats still lost. And this is what we have to understand. You if you are saying, if you're saying this, all right, and because we're not going to do that. If we're saying this, if we're saying Josh Allen put up all those stats and lost and Jimmy Garoppolo still won, we can't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> all right. Don't do that. Because Josh Allen, the quarterbacking that he played in the playoffs and still lost, when he did everything, mean, I mean, come on, in comparison to Jimmy Garoppolo and what Jimmy has done in the playoffs and has resulted in wins, I think that lets you know that we got to take a little bit off of QB wins, right? And again... I'm not here to bash Jimmy or anything last two minutes. I've said it on the show. We got 350 of y'all in here right now. Most of y'all have been here and listened to me talk about Jimmy and what he is and what he is and stuff like that. That's one part of his game. I appreciate, but we're not, we're not going to throw out there. Well, Allen's all his stats and he's still lost and compare that to what Jimmy has done. And Jimmy is two and and0 right now in the playoffs or really what he's done throughout his time in the playoffs. It is not even comparable. It's not comparable. So we're not going to do that. We'll look at some of these stats later. I'm not going to bring them on yet. I got them bookmarked on Twitter. All right. Got my guy Jaheim here. He says, Debo is half man, half amazing. Debo Samuel, single-handedly. Uh, I don't want to say single-handedly. Excuse me. Bad choice of words. Debo Debo Samuel, he was big time. He was big time. He was big time. Deion, you on, man. What's good, bro?
2: What's good with you, Cracky? How you doing this morning, brother?
0: I am doing – I'm doing very well. I'm doing very well. How are you doing this morning?
2: Man, trying to recover from this damn game, bro. We can't never win the game and just win the game, bro. It's always got to be some controversy or something. Boy, I tell you, you age watching the 49ers just because of what they put you through game in and game out. Um, what I would have to say is hell of a, hell of a game by special teams. For y'all out there that said fire Richard Hightower, that man is earning himself a week of telling everybody to shut your mouth. Leave that man alone because without special teams, we don't win. These are facts, non-disputable. You can't tell me different because it's the, the game told you exactly what I just said. Shout out to the defense for balling out. Um, Offense was uh, a little suspect. But, you know, we got close enough for Robbie to kick that game-winning field goal. Once again, that's special teams. Shout out to Talanoa Hufunga. Got to love the kid. Picked the ball up, scored a touchdown for us, got us, you know, got us that tie. Um, and, you know, when it comes to the offense, I, I, I got a couple things I, I, I'm going to say. And, you know, I know people on here know me. They know how I am. I keep it a buck. Jimmy Garoppolo, you threw two. You thrown two interceptions in the playoffs. You get credit for nothing. I'm not giving you credit for anything because oh, you do. No, do interceptions. Nope, I'm, I'm not. Croc, I'm not. No
0: credit. Because what did he, he do? He had, to, he had to make the throws, right? And the right decisions. That's a big part of it, right? I get it. But he had to make the throws and he had to make the right decisions down the stretch to contribute to the win. So he has to get credit for that because. On the flip side of it, Aaron Rodgers missed a wide-open Lazard over the middle. I did so once. In the same practice. moment, okay, got to okay. make throws. Jimmy, in that time, I, I get what you're I get it. I get it. Also, there were some throws that were dropped early on. But I get what you're saying. But you at least have to give him credit for that.
2: He made a couple of throws. i give him a little bit of that. But at the end of the day, I'm a, I'm gonna give you a stat, and I love this. This is why this is why I can I can get you in this right now because you usually you usually stump me, and I'm like, damn it, I can't get him. Here's here's a stat: 726 yards rushing, nine touchdowns. 290 yards rushing, three touchdowns. That is the difference between the 49ers and the Packers over the previous three playoff games from Colin Kaepernick and Frank Gore and Raheem Mostert in 2019. That is a difference of 436 yards and six touchdowns rushing. And we outrushed them this game. That's why we won the game. We ran the ball more, and we ran it better than they did. They had 67 yards rushing. At the end of the day, this is what I'm saying. I can't get, I don't like giving him credit for something he didn't do. Now, he's really brash because when we beat Dallas, F you, this is our house. When we beat the Packers, F the Packers, F Aaron Rodgers. You ain't do nothing. What did you do? You had one drive where I could, that, that third, the third drive is where I can give him credit. He threw dimes and all the receivers dropped every single ball. So that drive is not on Jimmy. The rest of the game, there's nothing else that we can say that he really truthfully did. But at the end of the day, we won the game. we on to the, you know, on the Levi South. And um, the other thing that I did want to say, I am so, so sorry. RIP to Tom Compton. Rashawn Gary ate your lunch, bro. He took your lunch money. He held you upside upside down by your ankle, shook you until your money came out your pockets, took your water, slapped you in the face, went home, told your kids to call him daddy, slept with your wife, moved in, and told you to get your car out the driveway. Like, Rashawn Gary ate him for lunch, bro. And nobody, anybody that jumps on here and tells me that Tom Compton didn't get ripped up last night is blind. They must not have been watching the game. I was watching. It's unfortunate, but this is the reason why you automatically don't go. I'm not saying that I love McGlinchey and he's the greatest right tackle ever, but all that talk about just moving on from keeping Compton, this showed you the exposure that happens when a man has to block for too long where he goes up against an elite pass rusher. That's Those are the things that you have to be able to see. Now, don't get me wrong. Everybody gets beat once in a while, but, uh, yeah, he got murdered last night. Well, not last night, on Saturday. But, hey, man, we got to win. That's all that really matters. It's on uh, Levi's South. And Levi's, y'all wrong for trying to hold us out the stadium. Y'all literally, <laughs> literally are trying to hold us out of the stadium people. That's that post is, is straight up 100 percent real. And I know because I called my boy, who's a season ticket holder for the Chargers, and I was like, bro, tell me this. He was like, he, he he told me straight up, he was like, bro, I'm not he was like, I'm not BSing you. They 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 keeping it above. Bu- they really serious about keeping y'all out that stadium. If you do not have a California address, they won't even sell you a ticket. That's how scared they are having to have their own quarterback go on a side account. They know we're gonna come in and take over. It's gonna be a sea of red in there anyway. We're gonna find a way. If you know somebody in California, have them buy your ticket and go out there and represent, baby. Nothing but love to you, Crocky. Congratulations on everything getting started for you with the, you know, with, with the facility and everything. You know, continual blessings are coming your way, man. God is great. God is good all the time. Nothing but love to you, man. I appreciate everything. Continue to do, be blessed and do great things. Y'all have a wonderful day.
0: I appreciate you, big dog. My my guy Dion coming on, uh, my guy right here. He says uh, Soriano. He says uh, throwing shade at Jimmy, but Kittle dropped balls. I know there were a few drops. As I, I you know, I said it. There were some drops, balls, passes in there where I thought Jimmy did an excellent job, and you gotta help him. Because know, you know, you know what I'm saying Jimmy could start doing some weird stuff. So when he is on the money, you gotta you gotta capitalize that on that catch that ball. That would have been a huge. I, I'm not so sure that Kittle would not have scored. All right, so. Now, nah, I agree. Got my guy Snapper G here. He says, not Levi Sofi, but we're calling it Levi, man, because it's Levi South trying to take over. They're trying to hold everybody out. Uh, someone just offered me a ticket. A little, a little, a little pricey. We'll we'll see. We'll see. Y'all know I just came up on that, uh, on that parlay. So maybe I have a little bit of money to be able to experience another NFC Championship game. I went to the NFC Championship game uh, a couple years ago at Green Bay. So um that was awesome to go to. Here we go. Coming on now. I got my guy Gammon. Gammon, good morning, bro. How you doing?
3: I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How about yourself, Craig?
0: I'm doing I'm doing awesome, man. Thanks for uh thanks for calling in. I know you're always uh contributing to the show. You know, I appreciate that.
3: Yeah, I I appreciate you having me on. Uh, a couple things. I, I want to kind of go back to to some of the last comments that the other commenter made. Um I made some valid points before I get to my points, but yeah, I've just been getting tired of the uh of the, all the rhetoric, like as soon as the, as soon as the matchup comes out, it's all, you know, the default answer is, well, the other team has a better quarterback than the 49ers, so the other team's going to win. And that's really been happening ever since uh, the Saints came into town in the, in the last divisional playoff match when it was uh, Alex Smith, Frank Gore. You know, we've been a running team the entire time. And I said before this game uh, to some of my friends who are Packers fans, and I said, hey, you know, we only have to stop one man. Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers has to defeat an entire team and uh, didn't look like they were able to do that today. Uh, that was right. – The other thing, too, is uh, I'm glad that we're going up against the Rams and not the Buccaneers. I think that the uh, the Buccaneers' defense align because uh, we are – we're be- very similar. Our offense is very similar to the Rams, except the Rams are more pass-heavy, whereas we're more run-heavy. I just feel like the Rams' defense align – would have given us a bigger problem. Plus, with how banged up uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is, I'm worried about Sue. Sue's kind of a dirty player, you know. So I'm glad that we're not going up against him. Um, but another thing too, I, I, I do want to say is that the other reason why I'm glad we're going up against the Rams is just like the other caller was saying, we're in the Rams' heads. Not just the players, but even their family members are trying to b- buy tickets from us. So that, like that, that can't be discounted. Like that. We are so far in the Rams organization head. Like, even their family members are reaching out, trying to help them win. And then uh, last thing I, I wanted to say is, um, yeah, that the O-line I, I'm extremely worried about since we are run heavy. Uh, we need Trent to be 100%. Uh, I noticed they kept having to slide Trent Williams over to Tom Compton's side uh, that, that, that last game. Uh, that, that basically told me, like, hey, we don't trust Tom Compton, you to do your job, so we're going to have someone else do your job. Uh, for you. It's been an incredible ride for Compton, but I think a lot of fans have been waiting for him to kind of come come back to earth. And I'm just kind of worried that that's what's happening right now.
0: The, the one thing I worried about that that I'm worried about, I'm worried about a few things with the Rams. You know, I think really good football team. There is something to the fact that like you said, 49ers in their heads. You know, Sean McVay, I think he he knows that, right? At the end of the day, and I and I said this about Aaron Rodgers. I was talking to Ross Uglem. I'm like does Aaron Rodgers have to prove to himself that he could beat the 49ers in the postseason? And obviously, again, boom, took another L. And I think Sean McVay as well has to prove to himself like, no, I I can beat, I can beat him. I can beat Kyle Shanahan. But right now, that's something that's on his mind. Right. So uh, this one is is definitely, definitely, definitely going to be very interesting. Very interesting. I, the one thing though, you talked about defensive lines and watching von miller it was almost like somebody injected him with 2015 yeah, yeah. you know they're, they're, yeah. they're, they're like uh, yeah here you go let's take you back to 2015 real quick yeah. they injected that into his arm and that dude was humming off of that edge i was yeah, like was, oh my yeah. goodness
3: yeah but I, I would say this though that the reason you know why like I, i'm not so worried about aaron donald and and a lot of times like other teams like best pass rushers is because if we we do, we do run it forty times. They're usually so gas, so tired, and they don't know whether to go full speed, pin their ears back, right, go go hundred miles per hour. Because you know, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, I think what went back fifty times. So I mean, Von Miller is going to have some. You drop back fifty times, Von Miller gets to rush you fifty times. He's going to have some good looks, right? That's just that's just that. But uh, but yeah. I, you know, I'm I I think that they're not going to be able to just completely run at us because they don't know with all the movement where they'll be able to go with the ball. And then uh, last question I had for you, Croc. right? Because, you know, that's a big thing. Whenever we have Greg Pennelli on, we like to ask him quarterback-related questions. Uh, having you here is, is amazing because uh, you're, 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 you're the defensive back specialist. Eric Weddle, Eric Weddle, I, he is – I now, he's amazing. There's something to be said about experience. Uh, we all knew that with Sherman. He um, just – you know, a lockdown dude. He was smart. Is that something that somebody like um, – Brandon Ayuk and, and and someone like uh because uh, I, I think where are they going to try and put Weddle on on somebody like they're not going to try and put Weddle on uh on Kittle or or uh, or anything like that but I mean is that something where you think just because the age that Iuk and, and Debo can can take advantage of and and thank you for your time Croc
0: all right all good you know I will say this about that and that's a great question Kyle Shanahan does a really good job of understanding his opponent's rules and how to use their rules against them. So when it comes to a guy like Weddle, I don't think the Rams are going to say, all right, Weddle, you just go down, you play man on this guy. You just come down, you play man on uh, on IU. You play man on Debo. You play man on Jawan Jennings. But you can attack his area and understand his rules to utilize him, to isolate him on a receiver. So, uh, you know, they play a lot of two high. They play a lot of quarters, and they typically do a good job of doing that and maybe they'll kind of stick with that. But there are ways to get him out in space against a receiver. And if we know anything about Kyle Shanahan, he would definitely look to uh, make sure he gets that done. Got a super chat here. All right, wanted to touch on this. Joke's on them. I'm an L.A. native, and we have a strong Niner fan base out here. I got my tickets. Hope to see you, Levi Crocker. Man, let's go. I appreciate the contribution. I, I have an opportunity to get a ticket. I'm going to see if I can do a little negotiating, get it down just a little bit. But, uh, you know, ho- hopefully I get there. Definitely a strong fan base out there uh, for the 49ers. And that's why we're calling it Levi South, right? So we're calling it Levi South. A lot of fans in that area, a lot of fan, 49er fans throughout California. And I think how they show up to SoFi Stadium and really how they travel kind of shows 49ers, man. They kind of, they own they own California, that's for sure. That is for sure. Got some people that asked for the link. Again, I'll have to cut everything off by about uh, 7.30 a.m. Pacific time as far as the chat goes with the uh, link because we will be having Greg Panelli come on and talk quarterbacks. First, I got my guy Darius coming on. Darius, good morning, bro. How you doing?
4: I'm doing very well, man. Good morning, man. How you feeling?
0: I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. How you doing?
4: Yes, up, bro? I'm great. I, I just I told my, my 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 folks this morning, man, like I'm I'm still I'm still elated, bro. Like I'm I'm on cloud nine. But uh, first and foremost, my it's time to start walking with a little bit more faith in our team, bro. Like they're going and they're making it a point. I'm I'm not Oh, yeah. Darius,
0: your Darius, your your audio yeah. is kind of up and down right now. All
4: right. Hold on, how about how about now?
0: Yep. Okay, you're good. I don't know what you did different, but that worked. Good. <laughs> yeah.
4: All right. For sure. you know, I do not have to move this thing around, man. You know, you, you know my situation, man. But uh, anyways,
0: yeah. You're uh, good.
4: so everybody's talking about you know, Jimmy, 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 but the Niners are making it a point, man, to go out here. And when, regardless of how the quarterback is playing, everybody's focused on their job. If I do my job perfectly right, it will affect this game. Perfect example, special teams. Those guys have went out there to try to block a kick for so many games now. And we've been hoping that they do it. And they finally did it when they counted the most. They might not do it again, but they did it at that moment, bro. And, and it's like, it goes back to what I said. Our identity is, by any means, necessary. It's just go out there and let's get it done, man. Let's not focus on what we don't got. Let's focus on what we do have. And like you said, Kyle is an expert at taking your best pieces and using that against you, man. Every game there was a monster. First it was Michael Parsons. You know what I'm saying? Now it was it was Ar and Devontae. Um, and it's like every week is going to be something different. You. Know? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm tired of hearing about this Jimmy. We're in the NFC championship. I don't even, like, Jimmy's going to be who he is. We already know this about that man. So, just uh, let's go beyond that. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's something else that you said uh, that kind of interests me as far as um as far as it goes, like, uh, dang, you had just said it, bro. My bad. I'm going to blank right now, but no, you get it. I'm happy that we're in we're in I'm happy that we're going to leave our south. That in that long plane trip to Tampa Bay, even though I think we would have smoked Tampa Bay. I, I like it that we're at home. And I have this theory too. I have this conspiracy theory. Tell me what you think. The Rams kind of didn't really play the second half like that because they already knew that they had won the West. And I feel like the defense stayed competitive, but the offense they kind of just started dropping back more and just throwing like i don't know maybe you know like i said it's a conspiracy it's a tin it's a 10 foil hat theory but what would you think you think they you think they still stayed in at that game
0: i think they they did but you know obviously didn't have the same thing on the line as the 49ers i think there is something to that so now at the end of the day yeah. now everybody in the playoffs and now what's on the line is the the super bowl so there, you know, there ain't gonna be any, and I'm not saying that they're lax, but you know, just when you know you have something, right. you kind of just, you know, it's there's a certain level of comfortability that kind of sets over you, contentment, right? You know, okay, we won the NFC West, it is what it is, and then now, you know, so, but yeah, now two <laughs> bowls on the line, so you're, you're gonna get everybody's A game. Right. And
4: another thing too, I wanted to say, you know, last night was a battle of two of the future. Like, those are the future NFL, man. Mahomes and the boy,
0: uh, uh. It's almost like Brady, Brady versus, I'm trying uh, a blank
4: on I'm his gonna, name now. Josh Allen. Brady
0: versus Manning. Yeah, but it was like a Brady versus Manning type thing back in the day. Like, that's what it felt. like,
5: You see
4: like, what I'm right? saying? Yeah. Right, bro. And it's like, that's not fair for somebody to try to put that on Jimmy. Like, oh, well, we got Jimmy. And it's like, nah, bro. Like, we got our team. And they're going to have to deal with us as well. They got to deal with our run game, deal with that front four. Deal with that nasty secondary. I have to salute. Oh, yeah, and Croc, listen, bro. He was fresh off the bench. I'm pretty sure Josh Norman knows a cornerback ain't supposed to leave his feet unless he's jumping for the ball, but yeah. he was excited, man. You know what I'm saying? You ain't called his name. They ain't called his name in three games, bro. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was his time, you feel me? Um, I'm hoping that Trey Lance last night gave me a lot of confidence and the future for trey lance if they're comparing him he's supposed to be a mahomes photo prototype, whatever i'm happy as hell, bro like Jimmy, I hope he does the- i'm very good oh, to see you oh, go. i'm gone all right yeah oh, uh what you. i was saying was got um back. Go ahead. all right comparing no, him
0: my bad. Darius had to get you off. It was it was going in and out. The uh reception was it was it got real shot, man. But I, I get what you're saying. Like seeing those guys in their ability, uh, and and knowing that Trey Lance has that in him. Not saying that he's gonna be that, but just knowing he has that type of uh upside, you know, that, that's exciting to see what type of player Trey Lance can develop into. I, I get what you're saying. And that's why you trade up two three to get a guy like that, because that is the upside, like that is the potential of it. And it looks different. It looks exciting. It looks fun. Hopefully, Trey Lance can be that. But those guys right there, 100% special, man. They, they're on a different wavelength <laughs> than everybody else, man. That was that was crazy watching that last night, those quarterbacks. And doing it, every. I mean, with their arm, with their legs. I mean, just, that was, Josh Allen put people in the hospital running through him. Uh, Mahomes took off for like a 50-yard run. I mean, special, special players. Here we go. Got my guy Mike coming on. Mike, good morning. How you doing? Hold on, Mike. You're muted. Your mic is muted.
6: You good? I'm good.
0: Gotcha. Let's go. All
6: right. Uh good morning to you. First off, congratulations uh on the new facility. Um, blessings to everybody's family. I hope everyone's in good health. I just wanna get that off. Um Man, and if you uh when you see BDP Cock tell no hard feelings, I went kind of hard on him in the uh React. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you. um yeah, I'm I don't wanna talk about the whole Jimmy thing. So I'm gonna just get this off. I do agree with some of the last callers. Um I hate when people say quarterbacks win, quarterback win record. It's a team win record. The quarterback is part of that, an important part, but it's a team win record. That being said, D'Amico Ryan's we should have another blackhead coach in the NFL real soon. That man is amazing. Um, I remember one of the specific adjustments he made. Josh Norman had just come in. He's pressed up on Devontae Adams. They're showing a single high look. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers wants to wait to the last second to see what the defense is going to do. And Tart bails out on top. Norman gets the press, and it's a small window. Rodgers has to fit it in, and he misses it. And those are the specifics and the type of the little things and the details a lot of people don't pick up on but that D'Amico seems – I mean, he seems at perfect timing with his blitz calls, with his disguises. I saw bracket coverage on Adams. He threw the playbook at him, and it was beautiful. Um, I also want to give credit to uh, Robbie Gold. 2 50-yard field goals last week. I'm not going to lie. I was one that was trashing gold. I was trashing gold earlier in the year. I was like, get
0: rid of him, save that money. <laughs> Did you see him in the warm-ups? Did you see uh, he had a kick in warm-ups? No, not that. I mean, but, yeah, we saw that. But there was a kick, him warming up. And, like uh-huh. – it was uh, it basically was like a fifty-yard field goal, and he didn't even reach the goalpost. Like it was short, so that was always in my head. Like, damn, I hope he figured out that's how to clutch. get some power. You, pick you know,
6: forty-five yarder in the snow—that's clutch. I mean, that's clutch. It was a it was a full team effort. Um, it was a good win in the playoffs. You get them how you can. You get them how you can. And so, uh, man, I was I was hyped. I was lit after that game. <laughs> it was a, it was a good win, though. It was a real good win. Yeah definitely yeah man but that's uh that's all i got for today uh keep it up i think you're a fantastic talent croc you're gonna go far man i've been following you since way back when you used to appear on locked on so keep it up bro oh,
0: i appreciate it thanks man i appreciate it yes that. sir thanks for calling in all right shout out to my guy mike i got my guy oscar coming on now oscar good morning how you doing what's up man what's up what's up I got
5: a three quick points I wanted to point out some of them are um a little off here um but um the first one I want to talk is um I want to go back and revisit that draft trade. I mean it's really looking really good right now if you really look at it. We traded 31s but now look at that one. It's going to be like I mean 29 maybe, I mean 30 second. Yeah. And you moved up to get a three for for that type of pick. So I mean that's looking really, really, really um favorable favorable for us um on that point. And then my second point was um I had a wish list. I really wanted to play the Buccaneers, and I'm gonna tell you the reason why. Mm-hmm. Um if we would have played the Buccaneers, that means we'd have played all top four seeds on the road in four consecutive weeks and beat them all. Yeah. And so, and that's why that's why I really wanted to say that, so there would leave no doubt that we were the real NFC champs because we would have beaten all the top four seeds. And then my um my last point is um I want to go to the visit to Jimmy Garoppolo thing is these slow starts that um we're seeing. I want to know um what do you think as far as is I, I want to put some of it on Cal and some of it on Jimmy because actually the whole team because. You know, the first 15 or 20 plays are scripted, but I mean, we're really, we, this, in this Packers game, we really didn't get to, I mean, see anything from it because we never really was able to move the chain. So it was three and out, three and out, three and out, sack here, the O-line, then block here. And, you know, the scripted plays are very important for Kyle because the, we call plays, he's using those plays to set up something else later on in the game. And we don't have the success of those plays or things of that nature, you really can't I mean, you really can't get into a good rhythm in the game. So that's why we're seeing, I think that's why we're seeing these slow starts and Jimmy not looking as good and stuff like that. I think it's um, a marriage of certain things going wrong at the wrong time that makes every the whole, the whole rhythm, it makes everybody look bad, if that makes any sense to you.
0: Well, they, they did start fast against Dallas, right? I mean, 49ers jumped out to a, a decent lead. What was it, 10-0 uh, right away? Right. 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 Uh, so, you know, against Dallas, they came out firing, scored a touchdown on the opening drive. You know, the issue in Dallas was that they kind of kind of slowed down a little bit as the as the game went on and kind of low in the middle. Right, of the game I'm not going to well.
5: tell you what I did. Jimmy, Jimmy makes some um, poor decisions. I, would say. I mean, you can't. It's not his thumb. It's not his shoulder. It's in his head. It's decision making. And then I think we I see when he's getting that pressure on him, he that's when he really gets panicky and just like, let me get this thing out of here as quickly as possible. And he tried to throw it to the flat. And I mean two of those balls in this Green Bay game should have been picked um pick six. I mean the one the cornerback didn't even look at the ball. He went for the, the guy to try to um tackle the yeah. guy. But um but I I mean I get what you're saying. But I mean it's just I don't know. It's I mean I, I try to give Jimmy the, the benefit of the doubt because I mean I'm one of those people that I mean I want to see the 49ers win. I don't care who's back there quarterback, but I know um
0: I, I the, uh, the, whole, the whole the whole thing
5: got
0: what you're saying is the eye test shows you something sh- weird, right? Right like, when you just watch them and, and you see some of the things and those things kind of worry you a little bit. And I think oh, right. has done a good job of being able to work around that and I think the team too. I think the team is the team is built to be able to kind of withstand some of those weird moments that Jimmy Garoppolo is capable of having. And at the end of the day, like my guy Rich says here, all you got to do is, hey, you know, put Jimmy on your back, right? Carry him to that two minute, to about three minutes left in the game, drop him, and then he'll carry you the rest of the way. So you just got to, you know what I'm saying? You just got to get to that point right there where you know you know you gotta live with some ups and downs and some weird moments or whatever but carry jimmy to those last three minutes last three minutes he's gonna take you home he gonna take you the rest of the uh to your destination he like uber. oh yeah
5: definitely you know I'm saying? he
0: like me right like I, I, I be flying all over and stuff you know i gotta hop on the flight the flight takes me to somewhere and then once i get there the uber or the lyft it take me the rest of the way to my destination jimmy is lift
5: <laughs> oh yeah leading the horse to water and then you gotta make him drink right <laughs>
0: yeah yeah but I appreciate you coming on, Oscar. I'm going to get the uh, the next caller on.
5: Oh, yeah, definitely. Appreciate it. All
0: right. And my guy, Oscar, I got Bigfoot, Bigfoot's mom on. Bigfoot's mom. Good morning. How you doing, man?
7: Good, man. How you doing, Crock? Can, can you hear me?
0: I, f- I hear you loud and clear. I got you. All man. right, cool.
7: Hi. Just want to make sure, man. Hey, just want to a uh, couple comments, man, about that game, man. The defense, I mean, that, that was one of the best defensive games I've ever seen the Niners play, man. Shutting down one of the best quarterbacks in the league, I mean – from the safeties to the linebackers to the front four. That was just, that was impressive. That was very impressive. Um, I look forward to this Rams game, man. I think that we can definitely uh, play a game like we did against Dallas where we come out hot, you know, uh, just really push them around. We got, that's, that's our mentality. We got to be physical. We got to pound that rock. We got to waste that clock, long drives. That's, that's how you beat the Rams. That's how you do it. We got to stick to that motto. 100%. Now, definitely. And, and that's
0: going to be the, 49ers that's their identity right yep pound the rock run the rock uh you know try to limit mistakes and play good defense and you know yep they've been able to do that and and then push comes to shove and there's a time where they do eventually get into a shootout then you know they'll handle it there and see how the team reacts but i think right now teams are kind of playing into the 49ers hands they're playing the 49ers brand of football and i think that's helping you know contribute to wins for sure
7: yeah, uh, and also, do you think that we'll see more of running backs than just Mitchell on a constant? Do you think there'll be any kind of rotation against the Rams at all? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. the rotation I, I didn't to, see... uh Mitchell and Debo oh. Samuel. That's your second running back.
7: <laughs> okay, okay, that's Debo's fair enough. I really want to see – no, I get it. I just really want to see Wilson. I know he got hurt in that last game, but I just really wanted to see possibly a third, you know, maybe hasty in a couple runs, you know, just kind of mixing it up so that way we're not pressuring Mitchell – to show up every single run, you know. That's a lot on a rookie, and he's he's done great. But I just don't want to overwhelm the kid.
0: Yeah, he's done awesome. You know, I think if you are Kyle Shanahan and you're, you know, the the run game coordinator, and you're and you're the the the, the running back coach, you know, you're telling them, listen, bro, we're we're gonna ride you to the Super Bowl, and you got you got yep. two more games, you got two more games to kind of carry this, and you have the whole offseason to you know get back healthy, get back right. And coming to shape it to OTAs, but it'll it be that much more rewarding when you're holding up that Lombardi Trophy at the end of the year. So you just gotta, gotta you gotta put it on the rookie's shoulders, and uh, and, and see how far he can uh, carry you a little bit. But I think if, if we're talking about a spellback right now, that spellback is it's it's Debo Samuel.
7: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. All right, Clark, man, just mad respect for you, man. I watch your show daily. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Us and the Niners faithful love you, bro. Keep going, man.
0: All right, appreciate you coming on. All right, y'all, I'm still waiting on my guy, Greg Pinelli. He says, uh, okay, he's grabbing his coffee. So he'll be, he'll be here shortly. All right. Uh, Appreciate everybody's in the chat right now. Almost 500 of you. If you like this show, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. My my guy, Chris wants the link. All right. So I'm going to send the link, but I might only be able to get one or two of y'all on because once Greg comes on, we're going to get to Greg. uh, And that's, what's going to kind of ride out the rest of this show. So I can't wait to hear, I got a tricep here. I can't wait to hear Greg's take as well. Uh, Greg always has good insight and brings a different perspective. And I think a lot of times I have my view on what I want from the offense and the quarterback position and things like that. But he's able to bring a totally different perspective. Almost like me with defensive backs, I typically bring a different different perspective and thought process. Greg Pinelli, our resident quarterback guru that comes on here, trainer uh, you know, trains guys like Josh Allen. That's why, you know, he's like Josh Allen's big brother. Uh trains, I mean, he he it's like 50 different quarterbacks in the Central Valley and California and that whole area. Quarterback guru, man. Uh, there's nobody more knowledgeable about than him about that position. So I can't wait to have Greg on. Before I get Greg on, I got my guy Chris Roscoe's on. What's good, Roscoe's?
1: Man, what's up, Croc? Oh, happy victory Monday.
0: Happy Victory Monday. Feels good. Feels good.
1: I just want to say, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen just had me in awe yesterday. I mean, what they did yesterday was it was special. That's 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 playoff football right there. Uh, I mean, man, <laughs> like I don't know how you stop that. That that was just crazy. That was that was a classic. That's back and forth football. I loved it. But I I just wanted to say, Croc, man, I love our defense. I yeah. I love, love, love our defense. And w- the thing I really love the most is that Kyle Shanahan said, you know what? I'm gonna put the ball in my best player hands. <clears throat> and he gave Debo the ball and said, take us home. And kickoff for turns <clears throat> Kickoff. I'm Debo was <coughs> sorry. Oh uh, my, my, my MVPs were the spec was the defense, special teams, and Debo. I mean Willis on special teams. D-ball offense and everything else and that defense, I'd probably give it to Arik Armstead. He was just, I mean, everybody who cried about Buckner and all of this stuff, well, you cry no longer. Cry no more. Your tears your tears, can go away. Arc Armstead is <laughs> in the last three games at five sacks. He's been balling in the run game. Now he's doing it in the pass in, in rush. Nick Bosa was a terror as well. So, Croc, I, I, I'm just on cloud nine, man. You know, I yeah. tried to tell everybody this Aaron Rodgers turns into a normal human being. I came on here and said it. Aaron Rodgers turns into a normal human being. He tried to go pick six, too. I would have loved that. He turns into a normal human being when he gets into the playoffs. And that's what he did. And I, I, I'm just so – D'Amico Ryans, man. The performance he shut down the number, he shut down the number one offense in the league, and then guess what? He repeated that by shutting down the MVP of the league. Damico the is term, on man. another level. So I croc, I just came here to talk my talk. You know, we got the best defense in the league. The Bills were number one by numbers, but the 49ers are the best defensive team in the league, the best front four front seven in the league. Man, I, I'm on cloud nine right now. And the one thing I, last thing I want to say, like that. Packer came on here on your show talking about the Niners quitting lay down. What did I say when I came on here? Crop. We don't lay down. We are built different. We are cut yes, from sir. a different cloth. All right, but all right, yes, man. sir. Shout out to Greg Panelli. I love hearing him talk football. I can't wait to hear what he got to say. I mean, there is nothing that he should say negative about Josh Allen. Josh Allen put all. <laughs> on the line
0: it was crazy shout out to yeah. you Brock. keep it up all right appreciate you coming on i got another couple of callers waiting coach rob bang bang nine again you guys are gonna have to wait i got greg Pinelli coming on so we have to get to greg if you guys you can hang tight in there but it's gonna be about 30 minutes or so uh so if you want to just kind of hang up and then come back i'll get you guys on the show at the very uh at the tail end but i do appreciate you guys calling in i do have greg Pinelli, he's waiting right now i wanted to answer one of these uh, questions, real quick. I see my guy Snapper Snapper G says no defense in that game. As Josh Allen did, he enjoy it. And this will be my pushback on that. There was there was defense until there wasn't, right? Again, and I kind of uh, touched on this a little bit earlier. The score was 21-23 midway through the fourth quarter, and I was looking at it, and I'm just like, man, as special as these two quarterbacks are, team scored 23 points, team scored 21 points, like. Okay, they're special, but, you know, that's pretty normal in the sense of how points go. So, you know, teams just – teams win how they win. They score how they score. You don't need that special. You can play with the Jimmy Garoppolo. And then the rest of the fourth quarter happened, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, this is <laughs> – this is crazy. And to say – I get you. There's no defense. Again, there was no defense. I mean, there was defense until there wasn't. But we have, to, we have to really talk about how special the quarterbacks were, and I get it. Like the, the defenses, I don't know how, what they could do. Josh Allen threw a six a, a bomb, sixty five yards in the air. What defense do you play that's prepared for that? You know what I'm saying? Like what defense? What I mean, just sixty five yards in the air. So we can say, oh, there's no defense. The the touchdown Tyreek Hill scored on the crossing route. You can't play two man much better than that as a defender. Every way that I teach two man. Uh, you know, you can open up to that uh facing the basically with your back kind of to the field. Funnel the receiver inside. You really just want to get into a trail position. He got in that trail position. What that allows you to do in two-man with a safety over the top, you can undercut any in or out breaking route, right? He undercut the in breaking route. Perfect. He undercut it. Got his head around. Perfect. The ball that Mahomes threw was just, it stuck to the dude's hands. And what uh Hill did in that moment he immediately knifed up field. Boom, knifed upfield. field. Got up field right now. And then how he just split the entire defense. It's just special. So I get it. No defense. But I think those quarterbacks and those players, man, they just took over. And they were just better than what the defenses had to offer. Like, it was the quarterback. It was the receivers. Like, they just, they were special. They were special. So I hear you. I hear you. I hear you, Snappy G. But, man, those guys, they just ended up being special. So, yeah, the squib kick, I know I know the Bills are kind of kicking themselves. But y'all know what it is, man. It's QB Monday. We have over 500 of you in here right now. All right? So, as we get ready to bring Greg Pennelly on and start our countdown, the, the 500 in here right now, go ahead, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, click the little link, the chat down, click the live chat down, hit the like button, subscribe, all that good stuff. When we come back, we will have our resident quarterback, Guru, Greg Penelli on live. Stay tuned. to another episode of qb monday again we've already been in here live for an hour but now we have our resident quarterback guru greg Panelli on uh greg Panelli, quarterback trainer trains all type of quarterbacks all throughout california and if you need guys coming from arkansas or whatever he trains my guy. He, <laughs> my guy he trained my guy he trained my guy strand smith to be an all-state quarterback all-state so this guy he's working he's working wonders with guys and um you know doing some really big things but also he trains guys like Josh Allen uh Tyler Bray who's on the 49ers practice squad right now trains Tyler Bray and works with Tyler Bray Tyler Bray actually works under him all right so uh this is a big time guy and it doesn't get much better than this as far as understanding the game of football and quarterbacking all right so Greg Panelli uh you know obviously I typically jump in here and ask you about your your little brother Josh Allen and kind of what you saw and I saw your wife's uh you know obviously I follow her on Instagram shout out to Francesca Miss Pinelli. and you know she's posted videos of you you know the excitement and everything that was kind of going on so kind of take us through some of those thoughts while you were watching Josh Allen we're going to get to the 49ers and and the quarterback and stuff like that but just what you saw from Josh Allen how proud you are of him and kind of just that that game in general from the quarterback's perspective
8: yeah no um Well, disclaimer, too, we watched it at Bray's house. So Tyler actually got released, unfortunately, but he got released because uh, Jimmy played. So Jimmy was full health, full go, and you can't have two quarterbacks um, on the practice squad, especially this late so hey tell tyler
0: uh, bray he has a nice uh i like that uh the brick over there on this on the the brick yeah. the uh the fireplace and everything really nice nice, touch. nice they,
8: touch they're talking about covering that too and i'm not a big fan of them covering that so we're gonna have to have a chat with them about that but uh no he just got that new house his next door neighbor is actually uh lorenzo neal so wow uh, he, he's got he lives his nice wife was neighbor, a teacher
0: his wife was one of my brother's teachers at lincoln high school but go ahead sorry oh me. really no, yeah, they're
8: good people. Lorenzo and his wife—they're good people. So, um, no, but the just it—it it was crazy. I mean, you feel like the first one, the first touchdown. Um, well, not the first touchdown, but the first—the first comeback touchdown, I guess, if you would, at the end of the game. Uh, with like three minutes to go or whatever it was um that that drive that started then you kind of knew okay there's a lot of time you there it there's probably a good shot right that they're gonna make a comeback and then by the time Josh gets the ball, they do make the comeback Josh gets by the time they get in the end zone it was like one something left um and then he does it again, and there's 13 seconds or whatever the hell there was on the clock and you're like finally like this was the one they they finally got over the hump because of um of that that late comeback with with very few time left and then uh just (laughs) gut-wrenching flip the script pat mahomes two plays I wish they would have done a quarterback draw and then tried to spike the ball, but that wasn't the case for Josh this week. So uh, as far as my home is doing that crap that Dak Prescott did, but um, no, super proud of Josh. Like just the dude, I don't know. I've talked about it on here before. Um, the kid is so competitive. Like, and people, people will say, here's the thing. People will say, there's no defense in the game, right? There's, there's not enough credit given to good quarterbacks that do their homework pre and post snap read and no defenses like the back of their hand. Um, There's a good, or there's reasons why Tom Brady has as many rings as he has. Why Joe Montana has as many rings as he has. Why Peyton Manning had so much success in the NFL while Pat Mahomes has so much success because these guys study their film. Uh, These guys study coverages. Like if you think that these dudes go to the office uh, in the morning and watch film for an hour and then go to practice and then go to lunch and then go to one quarterback meeting and leave, you're crazy. Like the backups, their job, Davis Webb has done a really good job with Josh going over call sheets with him the last
0: four years since he's been there. the, the yeah, quarterback we, from Cal.
8: Yeah, that's Josh. That okay. was Josh's third-string guy. So that's um, that's been Josh's um, Tyler Bray essentially. His job is is to help groom um, Josh from a mental perspective. Davis Webb's a brain. Um, he's been there. Josh's Josh's dude. So like I told you, we play Call of Duty or play PlayStation, whatever it may be on Fridays. Um, you know, I, I play with with Josh and. Steph or Gabriel Davis or or um, the snowman, his left tackle, play with all these guys, but then as soon as uh, they'll play for like an hour or whatever, and then Davis Webb will come over the house and they'll go over the call sheets and then go over defense again and go over the last-minute stuff that they're doing uh, for game prep. And um, that has really helped Josh's game and helped with the defensive post- Pre and post snap recognition. So, um, I think that people got to give a little bit more credit to some of the quarterbacks that are just doing their job, but doing it at a at a level not just pre post snap read, but then making those throws, moving amongst or within the pocket. Um, you know, some of those throws are just both of them yesterday. Watching them retreat by by themselves sometimes, flipping the hips. Both have huge arms, making those throws look easy. Um, but when you got D linemen running at you, and uh, you're creating space for yourself, you're, you're they're being phenomenal athletes. That I don't I don't think that I know they get a lot of credit for the arm strength, but being able to create space like that in the pocket, move, flip the hips, make those throws—it's it's just it's hard to teach. I'll put it that way. It's it's got to be one of those feel things
0: you talked about pre and post snap and you know, one of the really better throws that I saw Josh Allen make was I almost call him Josh Norman again, but Josh Allen make was that kind of, it was, it was late in the game. I want to say this was the touchdown to go up 13. So that last touchdown and just the anticipation on what looked kind of like a bang eight. I mean, you, you know, exactly what this called, but you know, you yeah. had uh Gabriel Davis, shout out to Gabriel Davis. We're all talking about the quarterbacks and and, and receivers and all that, but Gabriel Davis had an, Amazing game. What, probably 200 receiving yards, four touchdowns. They said that's something that nobody has done in the NFL, including Jerry Rice. So that was a special game from Gabriel Davis, who, you know, he plays alongside uh Stefan Diggs, who had three catches for seven yards. All right, but he kind of ran, and it was like he bent the round in, route in, and you just see Allen just pull that arm back and just boom. And, like, it was like right when he put his foot in that break, I mean, the ball was on him. And that's why I say like, you know, people could talk about no defenses being made, but when you just see the special things that these quarterbacks did in that moment, uh, I I thought that was that was big time. What were kind of some of your thoughts on like the timing of that throw?
8: Yeah, yeah. No, it was that one. And then again, so defense defensive wise, like you know, Brian Dable did uh he dialed it up. Um it's funny watching the game with Tyler. Um, he gives you a different perspective. I wish I wish people could watch a game with um NFL players because they give a a whole different perspective pre-snap read um, and what routes might be called based off this coverage. And literally Tyler called it. They're going to run a post here and they're going to hold the safety here on the backside. Boom. He throws it and he looks at me and just throws his hands up. And I'm just like, that's why those guys (laughs) are there. And I'm sitting my ass at home training quarterbacks because they get it. Right. So, um, a hell of a throw, like, Again, pre-post snap read made it easy for himself. He, he he puts his foot in the ground, drives it, and and <sighs> the ball's out quick. Um, the one that the one that I go back to though, like that route was that route was good. It was clean, like a bender inside on a on a too high safety look. Um, the backside safety's getting held, not getting held literally, but he's he's holding yeah, I know, the backside I mean, he's safety holding him with the yeah. route. There's a route yeah, on the backside. Right. So for, for more, most people that, you know, he wasn't really getting held, but he was he was being held with his eyes and, and with a route on the backside. Um, and, and he bent it inside the safety. So typically if you had a seam route on two high safeties, you're not going to run the seam route into the safety that's in front of you. You're going to bend it inside the safeties and the quarterback will throw it with anticipation and you snap your head around. And that's that's pretty much what happened. Um And I'm not saying that was a set bender or a set seam route, but that's what it that's what it was, or bang eight. Um, you know, it looks very similar. But the one before Gabriel Davis put the freaking corner on skates.
0: I didn't out of Lord that was
8: nasty. Me
0: being in the cornerback fraternity, I could not bring that play up. I I don't want
8: to talk (laughs) about it. That one, I'm going back to that one. That one was unreal he snapped it off and it, he uh, i don't even know what the hell to say like that guy who was the corner i don't even know who the corner was but it just man he looked lost it was quick too he popped up but but it, the ball was already <laughs> out it, it was it was filthy so just a uh, uh, overall display of arm strength and athleticism um uh who the hell was it it's that rapper i saw him tweet tweet something out um <laughs> saying that he, he he was pissed off that his boy white vic didn't get, get didn't get a chance at the end of the game uh, um, one about of the ra- Josh allen yeah talking about josh allen so one of the rappers on twitter or something like that tweeted it out last night saying that he was pissed that josh uh, his boy white vic didn't get a shot there at the end of the game <laughs> um but, yeah, I, I <laughs> both of those guys are free Catholics, put it that way. And they might not look like it. Um, they, you know, those dudes might take their damn jerseys off and their shirts off. And they don't look like a sculpture like Cam Newton's always looked like. But um, from a, a athletic standpoint, they, they find ways to get it done. And, and both of them um, that's kind of the new wave of, of what quarterback play is. Um, you know, Herbert has kind of showed that he can do similar things and he's a big ass quarterback too. Um, My brother
0: saw Herbert in a grocery store. My brother lives out there in Irvine and he was like, bro, what the fuck? This dude, Herbert looks like a, a giant. He's that person. He's yeah. huge.
8: Yeah. He's a big guy. I mean, Josh is six five, two forty. Pat Mahomes isn't as big, but, um, He's like six three, I think, two twenty five ish, probably. Um, and then Herbert's six six or something like that, probably two forty. Um, so people, yeah, people really don't realize how big these guys are, especially when you stand next to them. I'm I'm six almost six three, two hundred thirty pounds, and I feel small when I stand next to them. So, um, but you got to be big. You got you're taking shots from Aaron Donald. You're taking shots from Von Miller coming off. Taking, these guys are huge. So it pays to have a little bit extra. That's why Big Ben's big ass was staying at 260 his whole career. That's what, that's what made him last. Um, But no, Josh is, uh, I know he's pissed off. Obviously I I talked to him uh, via text briefly after the game um, and it it wasn't lengthy by any means, but I'll I'll FaceTime or talk to him. I'm sure this week, and we'll probably play some golf next week and he'll have some choice words, I'm sure. And, uh, and then he'll move on and, it's the way it goes sometimes.
0: You you have these uh, – you talked about kind of the changing of guard of the quarterbacks, and I think people looked at that performance between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes like, man, that's kind of the Brady and the Manning of their pastime, mm-hmm. right? And you look, you talked about just a different dynamic that they bring, whether it's their ability to mm-hmm. make plays and things like that. But got both of these quarterbacks led their team in rushing. Our Patrick Mahomes led the Kansas City Chiefs in rushing with 69 rushing yards. You also had Josh Allen, who led Buffalo in rushing with 68 rushing yards. So these are guys who are, you know, Mahomes over 400 yards total offense. Uh, Josh Allen just shy of 400 yards, both four touchdowns combined. And I had a a person in the comments below mention all those stats for all those stats for Josh Allen, and they still lost. Right? right. As opposed to a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, who doesn't have nearly the stats of those guys, but he won. What's kind of your, your take on that in a sense of the, the, the QB win type thing.
8: Um, well, here's the thing too, Josh, I obviously this being a, a Niners podcast, but I, I watched all of the bills games. Um, that has been kind of their their play. Um, he doesn't have a run game um, like the Niners have. You know they're not going for a buck fifty every game on the ground with just the running backs. Um, his he carries that that load a lot from a running perspective. If you go look at the numbers. I bet. Um, I bet he led the team in rushing in. I'll take a stab and say 12 of the 12 of the 17 games this year. Um, and that's how it was last year. And <clears throat> I think I think realistically, um, and I said this also when they lost last year, and you watch Tyreek Hill do like that flash slant, you know, like under whatever the hell he's basically like a little drive route like it's just a little under against man one step outside boom he's gone um he did it last year i know you, you probably remember seeing it and they were playing man i think with trey white and my thought was why the hell are you playing man on tyreek like that and they didn't do it really the whole and they might have done it more but they were more successful at it yesterday until they went again. And then Tyreek's running and throws up the peace signs at him and does the exact same thing he did last year. And I said when they lost um, they lost last year, Your Josh's team, the Chiefs – or excuse me, the, the Bills have to now prepare and set their roster every year to be basically to beat the Chiefs in the playoffs if you want to get to the Super Bowl. Like you're going to have to do that and they did a good job at it um but the chiefs just ended up having the ball last and and why um matt milano was covering travis kelsey at the end of the game instead of a strong safety or something (laughs) like that i don't know pat mahomes made a good throw a good catch um through a back shoulder ball but i would prefer that a maybe a strong safety or um I don't know. It's tough to put a nickel on Kelsey because he's so big and physical. So I get that perspective from it. But um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. Josh, I feel like if they had a little bit of a better run game, um, a little bit more run help, run support from the running backs, not just him. Because if he's he's putting up 60 yards rushing a game, could you imagine he's putting up 60 yards rushing a game and the running back's going for another 100? That's a lot of time controlling the ball. Um, and you're controlling the clock and you're keeping it out of Pat Mahomes' hands. So <clears throat> I think that, um, if they can get some run support from, from other guys that, that, you know, that's going to help them go deeper year after year. But I think that's going to help him, um, and maintaining a longer career as well, because how long can you really last, um, you know, I know his, he's he's a big physical dude, but ideally do you really want your quarterback running downfield and lowering his shoulder, uh, you know.
0: Knocking defensive dri- backs out.
8: Every, yeah, every drive realistically and putting yourself in that vulnerable uh, position. So um, we'll see. It'll be interesting what they do. I know they got a couple of running backs and Singletary wasn't bad, but um, I think it would definitely help them if they got their run game cooking a little bit more. Um, in order to help them go deeper into the playoffs and, and make a Super Bowl run, too. All right.
0: So I, I do have some uh, some Trey Lance questions. I got some super chats and things like that. But first, I'm going to kind of get to the game that just happened. And, you know, obviously, you have the 49ers uh, taking on the Green Bay Packers. The 49ers walk out with a win. And this is QB Monday. So we're going to talk all things Jimmy Garoppolo. I want to ask you, you know, when you watch Jimmy Garoppolo's performance, and kind of how it went. What were some of the things that were going through your mind as you were watching it?
8: I think that Jimmy did. Um, Jimmy did pretty well. I think you got. To, I said it at halftime the other day with you. Um, the circumstances that those guys played in um, this past week—it's not easy. I mean, it's easy for us to sit here in California or wherever it may be when it's 50 degree weather and you're watching the game and you you can go outside and just pick up a football and throw it. Well then go take it to the negative temps, um, with a wind chill or zero degrees or five degrees or whatever. The ball is literally like a rock. It's not as tacky as it normally is. Like it's every time the ball sit in the ground and I don't care if they have 25 footballs sitting on the sidelines in the ball bag, it starts to snow. The ball sitting in somebody's hand, waiting for it to go into the next or give it to the ref next. It's getting slick. As soon as it's touching the ground, it's getting slick. Um, It it basically becomes just a rock. Like, it's just this cold rock at that point. Um, And it doesn't help that Jimmy's hand is messed up. And so people wonder, okay, why they do the quarterback test. Uh, People (laughs) – look, we got to stop the cap here. I've been (laughs) – stop the cap. So I'll get to that in a second. But people wonder why they measure quarterbacks' hands um, during the uh, pro days and during the combine for games like that. That's really, I mean, realistic at the end of the day because you got mitts on you, you're going to be able to grip the ball a little bit easier. But when you compare the two, as far as the performance goes, he threw one pick and it was it was a crappy pick. It was late. He should have thrown the ball away. We all know that. That's obvious,
0: right? It doesn't take. There were take a couple where he coach- looked like he was. Maybe trying to throw picks, fading yeah. back, to the outside. <laughs> right. I'm like, okay, Jimmy. No, and, gotta, and
8: here's the thing. Know? So, like, here's the thing. So, typically, like, if it's warm weather and you're able to drive the ball, those balls might not look like they're going to be picks because the ball's coming out a little bit hotter. It's coming out sooner. Um, there were a few shaky ones, but there's always a few shaky ones, right? And I said the other day, I told people, look, um, people were asking me about the just random quarterbacks that I train or or a couple guys that I know were asking about the quarterbacks who are left. And if you had to rank them, where would you take certain quarterbacks? And I put Jimmy above like three, three other guys in the playoffs. I said, given the circumstances right now, if I had to win with three other guys uh, or win with people in the playoffs with the eight um, that were remaining, I had, uh, I I had Jimmy at like number five. And so, um, and that was above Stafford and, Stafford, Burrow, and, uh, and Tannehill at the time. That's where I put them. I said based off of, I'm not talking about based off of arm talent and based off projections on what they can do in their career. I'm talking about right now, what they've done. Jimmy has found a way to win and I get it. And it's a team effort, but two minutes left in the game, we've seen it over and over and over again. I'd rather have a pretty loss than a uh or excuse me and uh, i'd rather have a ugly win a ugly
0: win yeah.
8: rather than a pretty loss and he's showing that he can actually go down the field and win the game consistently he's done it over and he, over he, and over you'd
0: again. rather have jimmy than josh allen basically because jimmy got the ugly win but the you know josh Allen had the pretty loss so you'd rather no, have no, i'm
8: not, not i'm not saying that. that's
0: what you just said
8: yeah, I get that, but I'm, he wasn't one of the quarterbacks <laughs> that I'd take Jimmy above is what I was saying either.
0: Okay, okay. okay. He was, okay. He, uh,
8: he's one of those guys that would be obviously above Jimmy is, is who I'd rather take, but yeah, Ryan I, I'm sure. James, uh, let me ask you this though. Would you okay. rather have, would Would you think that Josh would would have rather thrown two picks yesterday and one yesterday's game? Absolutely, right? Yeah, 100%. That, so it is what it is.
0: So you think that Jimmy does a better job of having the ugly game and still winning? I mean, he has the ugly game, but still he, he, wins. He, he does might, a better job. And in, sometimes, and
8: it sometimes, sometimes it is ugly. Sometimes it isn't. But if you look at both quarterbacks and that weather they played in, Rodgers might have thrown a couple more pretty balls the other day. But what did it do for him?
0: Yeah. My uh, my guy, Chris, game, he I said. Mean, uh, he said, "Don't don't go in, in
8: Yeah. yeah.
0: Why don't you send me
8: two dollars, Chris, and I'll save you. I'll save you the, the beat down the verbal beat down right now. <laughs> I'll, I'll, <laughs>
0: no, I'll, I'll cash that you. Uh, I'll cash that no, you two dollars. I'm huh? joking. No, oh, so thing, Chris like, also he had, had he took he took offense to he said Jimmy over Burrow.
8: I'm gonna hey I'm just gonna keep it rolling. And Crocs making money off of you right now. I'm gonna keep it going. <laughs> uh no, I honestly that that's I'm saying from what this was this was two weeks ago, I'm saying this is two weeks ago, like give me give me these guys or give me Jimmy, based off of what he's done. I'm not talking about projections. I'm not talking about, you know, the last two playoff games. Uh, This was what I said a couple weeks ago. And I said this because Jimmy, look at the Rams game. They're down 17 nothing at Levi South down there and ends up winning a game. And plays with good effort and the guy's hurt and his shoulders jacked up his hands jacked up i can't even imagine what the hell his hand feels like or his shoulder in the damn cold weather um right. but the dude's got a lot of heart and i guess that um you know it, it people will say oh jimmy's this jimmy's that go put in trey lance like this is all this is all speculation do you really want to throw in the backup quarterback the rookie quarterback
0: no in way. this circumstance no way. right now no, like way. that
8: talk is that talk is gone. That talk has left the chat. Like you can't, you can't think that way now, because Trey Lance has a stronger arm or Trey Lance is a better athlete. You put a rookie quarterback into a situation like that, we don't know what the hell is going to happen. At least you kind of have an idea of what's going to happen with Jimmy, right? But no. you don't know what the hell is going to happen, and and I don't think you really want to test that out right now. I, I understand the sense of want or the sense of urgency to get a quarterback that's an athlete. And I hear people say, well, I hope that he's 75% of what Josh and, and Pat Mahomes do um, or, or can do. We'll find that out next year. I don't think you really want to try and find that out this year. I hope we don't find out this year just because it's it's not an ideal situation now to be throwing a rookie quarterback in. There's a lot of pressure, a lot of anxiety the game. Just get everything gets a little bit um, different. You're going to get everybody's a game now, um, and especially with I, the Rams, it's like it's they've played us twice this year already. Like it's they're it's going to be crazy. I mean, I think it's going to be a crazy game on on Saturday or so. so what is it, Sunday? Sunday afternoon. Uh, oh,
0: Greg, I I got some stats I want to pull up with you as 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 it pertains to kind of. Jimmy Garoppolo and some of his numbers and how he like contributes to wins and what some people are saying and maybe maybe this might add context to why there's some pushback all right so here's the first stat from our guy coach Johnston and he says QBs in the conference championship uh INT uh, interception percentage for the playoffs Stafford 0% so he hasn't thrown any with 55 attempts uh Mahomes 1.2% uh, and Jimmy you see Jimmy right here four times Really, kind of the other guys, at much less percent. I mean, it much less, damn near half the attempts of Mahomes. Is that something that maybe like worries you?
8: So, what as far as the playoffs right now? Yeah. So he threw. Two so picks, he's throwing right? two picks. Jimmy's on two.
0: Yeah. Two picks on, on the at the same, passes.
8: Two picks on the exact same. He threw one on the rollout, which uh, was a lazy throw uh, two weeks ago. And then he threw this one late. And I think that he tried to force the ball on this one. The other one got away from him. He tried to force the ball on this one and he was late to get there. Um, realistically, he should have just thrown it away. Um, it wasn't one of those ones where he forced it across the middle in the coverage with three guys. So um, I get I get that there's pushback, but interceptions are also typically going to happen. And I know you're saying, well, Jimmy, you know, as or Josh, and Pat, Joe, they're not throwing picks like that. I get that. their Their arm strength is also a little bit more elite, um, and they're also not dealing with a thumb and, and shoulder injury as they are as the other guys are, or excuse me, as Jimmy is. Um, so, stats can say what they they say. That is what it is. I'm not. I'm not do saying that there do is you think not that better quarterbacks are... out there.
0: Yeah. Do you think that wins are a QB stat? Because right here we got our guy, uh, Jarrett. Shout out to Jarrett, and he says Jimmy Garoppolo, hundred six yards, zero touchdowns, one INT, four hours win. Josh Allen, three hundred thirty yards, four touchdowns, zero INTs, and also the sixty-eight rushing yards, and they and they lost. But a lot of people will point to, well, you won with Jimmy.
8: I don't think that. I don't think obviously you could put it on one dude realistically. But yeah. what what I'm trying to say is in the last two minutes of a game when Jimmy comes alive and helps you drive down the field and score, he he doesn't get enough credit where he should. Um, because a, a lot of times you might take the other 55 minutes of the game or 57 minutes of the game, and it, it's somewhat decent play. It might be mediocre play, and then two minutes hits, and then, Jimmy's like, yeah, just turns into thing. like the little mini Tom Brady. And then you're like, okay, it makes you forget. So, Remember we talked about it. It makes you kind of yeah. forget about some of the other stuff that he's done earlier in the game. Cause he ended up going downfield and winning the game.
0: Someone, someone asked me, they said, who would you rather have Ryan Tannehill or Jimmy Garoppolo? And my response was for 56 minutes, I'd probably rather have Tannehill. but for the last four minutes, one hundred percent, any day of the week, any game, whatever. Give me Jimmy G. <laughs> you know? that, and that's, for, my, for that's last, my arguing for, point. Give me Garoppolo, and that's and that's, that's probably the that's what matters, I guess, most. If you look at a lot of forty nine games, for however it turns out the way that it does, they're not getting blown out. So more times than not, there is it's going to come down to those last few minutes where Jimmy G excels and. For whatever he's done to put the 49ers in that position to be to win the game, good or bad, they will typically have a shot late in the game. And I think that's when Jimmy Garoppolo comes through the the, the most clutch. And I think, like you said, that is something that I think everybody kind of has to has to factor in.
8: And that, that was my arguing point. You say, well, you're gonna take Jimmy over Joe Burrow. That was my my point. Is do I would I take Joe Burrow as it stands and how Joe Joe Burrow has played? Up to this point, like if you were yeah, starting the season,
0: season. it is like yeah. if, okay, week one, you got to go into the season with a quarterback, Garoppolo or Joe Burrow. You're 100% going to say Joe Burrow now, but you're also saying, hey, playoffs, winner go home situation, last three minutes of a game. Who am I giving the ball to? Joe Burrow, or Jimmy Garoppolo you're going to choose Jimmy Garoppolo. Is that Jimmy? Right?
8: Jimmy has proven it over and over until he proves it, until he proves it wrong and knock on wood. Hopefully we don't find that out this weekend, but um, the guys just found a way to get it done. So I'll give him props for that. And he played against Aaron Rodgers, who's considered one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. Right. The stats were damn near the same. Literally, if you look at him, I think Jimmy was 11 for 19 Rodgers was uh, 20 for 29 Both had no touchdowns, and Jimmy had a pick late in the half. Same game.
0: The same game, essentially. It just
8: looked prettier from Rodgers than it did from Garoppolo. But, again, I told you I'd rather have an uh, ugly win than a pretty loss. And realistically speaking now, he's played what? I think he's played Aaron Rodgers four times. Take away the game that we lost earlier this year with Rodgers came back with 37 seconds. Jimmy Garoppolo would be 4-0 against Aaron Rodgers.
0: All right, real quick, cool. we got I got a good amount of super chats here, so um, people have questions for you. We got this first one here, Greg. Fantastic job with Josh. What specifically would you work on with Trey Lance to improve his game?
8: Uh, pre and post snap reads, uh, getting the ball out a little bit quicker on some of the shorter throws. Um, he's got a hell of an arm. I and mean, we've talked about that, and you guys could see it. Uh, but I think. Trey has a little bit more of that wasted motion as we've talked about too, where he'll lift the ball up. So a lot of the shorter throws where the arm angles kind of change. And you watched last night where Josh is doing this RPL run pass option, read He'll flip and throw it sidearm. That's quick. Um, a lot of those guys, a lot of the elite quarterbacks that you'll see in the NFL right now all have baseball backgrounds. Um, and, and a lot of quarterbacks at the college level that are elite, have some baseball backgrounds, but literally, um,
0: talk the about arming, the wasted motion because so- I, I think that's the part where you know you've talked about it a couple of times on the show, but we've got 530 some people in here. Maybe they haven't heard you talk about the wasted motion that we yeah. see. And, and one thing, real quick, before you get in, you talked about it where it's like, well, he's gotten to this point, right? He's gotten to this point, third overall pick. You don't want to change things too much. But you also can see scenarios where it kind of hinders him a little bit. Maybe we're getting the ball out a little quicker. So I think most people, when you say wasted motion, a lot of people will kind of allude to the long, you know, he kind mm-hmm. of brings the ball here sometimes, but that's not what you're talking about. There's something yeah. else he does. Talk to people about that.
8: Yeah. So when we have the ball here, I don't even have, I don't have a football on me right now. Actually. Yeah, I do. Right here. When you have, um, the ball on the carriage here so you'd hold the ball here in the carriage okay most times quarterbacks will push that ball straight back in this kind of like a flat L-ish position Tom Brady he won't set the ball with his wrist here so we'll keep the ball this is like QB less than 101 right here okay so when you get the ball back that point of the ball here and your elbow stay connected together okay and that's what locks your wrist and then you want to keep your wrist locked all the way through associated with the elbow so by the time I'm throwing the ball where's the point of the ball and the elbow they're staying connected together right but that motion happens here like what we call flat out position now Trey gets there okay back in the day they used to teach this or some people will teach this and then they'll just lift it straight up and they say it's quicker right that's kind of become obsolete now because the biomechanics studies say just because it's quicker doesn't mean that your body is in sequence or the biomechanics of it is uh, producing enough power or as much power as it would be getting one continuous circle going through trey gets there but trey has the ball in the carriage here and then right as he's about to throw he has this like timing mechanism for himself so he'll it's almost like this hitch in his motion where he'll go up here with the ball in the carriage he'll go up and then go away here and this to here is taking longer than him just going from here to here right or here to here he gets there but it's longer than this so that little hindrance in the in the motion is something that he's done it's become like a timing mechanism for him to do that and start the motion the problem is on quick game um you know where you're doing rpo slants or you're doing flat routes and the ball's out or should be out now he still kind of carries through that same motion rather than just trying to get the ball out as quick as possible. Obviously, most of the times they'll they'll throw those routes without the laces, and most people will kind of shorten it up. I think that's one thing that he'll probably work on this offseason with Quincy Avery um, is shortening that motion a little bit or making it happen a little bit quicker where the ball is out now on the quick game. Um, His feet are pretty clean. He he moves well, and he does a lot of stuff in the pot, just getting him comfortable. And people are going to say, well, how can he get comfortable if he's not playing? He he will obviously be in the game next year. Um, and it's going to be a little bit of a learning curve, continuous, and we're going to have to see – you're going to see some good things. You're going to see some crappy things. It is what it is. It's the NFL, right? Those guys on the other side of the ball have a job, and they get paid for what they do as well. So it's not just going to be, Trey Lance, let's step in. Just like Josh. I mean, there's a, there was a learning curve with him. Um Pat Mahomes, you know, a lot of these guys, it's it's hard to sustain a four touchdown, 350 yard performance every single week. Just put it that way. So um I think that it'll open up the playbook, and I'm excited to watch them open up the playbook with with Trey Lance, but I think that if he could work on a few things, obviously pre and post snap, the guy's a pretty smart dude, but just quickening up their release on short game stuff, and that's one thing that Jimmy's done well is um, his quick game is pretty solid. He gets the ball really, really fast on quick game, uh, especially Um, in zone holes or man coverage, man blitzes, things like that, where he can throw it over defenders on slants and and, in routes, things like that.
0: I do want to ask you, uh, before I get to the next Super Chat question, with what you've seen from Garoppolo so far, whether this season, throughout his career, or in the postseason, do you see anything, do you think that he's done enough to where even if they win the Super Bowl, is that, like, oh, we have to bring him back as opposed to playing Trey Lance?
8: Um, I don't – I I said it earlier. I said the only way they'd probably bring Jimmy back is if they won a Super Bowl. Um, and I still kind of stand by that. I think it would be tough, though, at this rate, um, just like I said, given the equity um, that – they gave up a lot uh, to get Trey Lance, so you're obviously going to want to try and recoup one of those picks. I'm not saying that Jimmy's going to be a first-round trade. If he goes and wins the Super Bowl and goes lights out in the Super Bowl, he you know, he might go fetch something. Just because the NFL now with the trades has become like the wild, wild west as far as uh, what people are willing to give up for a trade, right? Um, yeah. You know, Jared Goff, right? Jared Goff went and got – or the 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 um, the Rams sent Jared Goff to the Lions, and they threw a, uh, another first or they two first round draft picks. I forget exactly what it was for him, and um, <clears throat> and he got sent there. So like that, what does that tell you? And he was in the Super Bowl, and a lot of people would say, um, you know, he was a, a pretty solid quarterback and whatever it may be, but they still gave away. The Rams still gave away a couple firsts or a first. I think it was at least one first for Matt Snapford. So two firsts. Yeah. So how does that make you feel as as Jared Goff? Like it makes you feel probably like
0: I think that's crappy. the part too. A, a lot of 49 of fans missed that, right? Jared Goff, his time with the Rams. If you want to talk about like wins and stuff, his time with the Rams, nobody really won more games than him during that span. Like when once Sean McVay showed up, I mean they, they he won a ton of games and went to a Super Bowl, lost in the Super Bowl. A lot of similarities to Jimmy Garoppolo. And even then, the Rams were like, you know what? We need more. We want more. And they gave up the house to move on from him. 49ers of right. did the same thing but went a different direction. I have another uh, super chat here from Kim. It says says, uh, Jimmy also threw three picks to the house that got dropped. We don't, we not say they got dropped, but there definitely were some passes where we thought that, you know, it could have got picked off, but you kind of alluded to that being more, more so the the weather. Kind I of think the ball was out.
8: There. The ball was out slower. There wasn't a lot of velocity behind the ball. So, um, you know, I'm not saying that that Jimmy has made the best decisions in the world, and um, I'm not saying that that you know his arm strength, regardless if he was healthy or not, would would have got the ball there or not. But the weather, I think, does obviously play a huge factor in, in gripping the ball and being able to truly, um, pump it out there as, as you'd need to, especially on some of those out routes or some of those stick routes, comebacks, um, curl routes outside that really need to be driven. And they, they weren't necessarily driven and it hangs a little bit longer in the air and kind of gives you a heart attack when it's in the air because you're, you're watching the corner play, uh, the receiver. So, um, that's what I'm going to contribute it to, but um it also takes a little bit of luck that's football you know it takes a little bit of luck uh there's plenty of times you can watch and I'm not saying yesterday but there's plenty of times you watch Pat Mahomes he gets pretty lucky um he he's has a a lot of luck and I think I talked about earlier this year where he had they put out a stat
0: last year I think Pat Mahomes had there was one year he had like 19 interceptable passes
8: yeah, that there was there was I think at the time they showed the stat there was 14 dropped interceptions, which would have put him at and I think when they put that stat out I would have put him at like 30 something touchdowns to 24 picks or something like that. Yeah. So if you had 34 touchdowns to 24 picks, would people be saying the exact same thing about you? No,
0: Probably because not. uh which call had a season like that, James Winston, and nobody's calling him uh, <laughs> Patrick. Exactly.
8: Rogers. So it takes a little bit of luck too.
0: We got a super chat here uh, from our guy Gammy. He says, uh, "Do you think the overtime? And you can give a quick answer, but do you think the overtime uh, rules need to be adjusted because of kind of what happened in the? Uh, I, I wouldn't night? say
8: just because of yesterday. I've always, I've always kind of thought. He um, asked my wife. She'll give you her true feelings on that one after yesterday. She's firing it off, pissed off at the world, and this and that and the other thing. Um, I think that I'll give you a two part to it. Yes, I do think that, and I don't think that because of yesterday's game, though, okay? So I think that they should adopt what the college uh, overtime has. I think that one team – or I think they should both get the ball. Give them the ball at the 40, move them back, put it, put the ball on the 40, or give them the ball at half field. Put the ball in the 50, and they each get one drive. Screw the clock. Give them one drive each. Let's see who's got it, right? You know, if they score, great. The other team gets the ball. If they kick a field goal, great. Other team still gets their shot. Put them both on the 50, take the clock out, and leave the play clock, play clock on, and just it is what it is from there. Um, that would be my perspective on it. But also, on the flip side, um, like a lot of people are saying, is, is the game is, is 60 minutes, and then there's overtime, and the coin flip, and it, unfortunately, it ended shitty for my guy, but um, – you 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 got to play a full game and literally special teams plays a huge factor in that and defense plays a huge factor in it and they ended up playing you know freaking (laughs) basically 59 minutes and you know (laughs) 59 minutes and 50 seconds of it or whatever and in and, and 47 seconds, and there's 13 seconds left, and people would say, "Oh, they should have, they should have done this. They should have done that." Again, it's tough. It's it's very easy to sit in our seats, right? And I say that with all of us and make make calls and and make suggestions and this and that and the other thing. And there's a, a whole different reason why those guys are holding uh, call sheets and, and wearing headsets on the sidelines. Um, so the, you got to finish the game. Unfortunately. Um, they didn't yesterday the way they wanted to, as far as the Bills go. So, yeah, I think there needs to be a change. But at the same time, you got to play the full game, um, and, and you got to be aware of who you're playing against. And clearly, we saw yesterday that 13 seconds is not enough to put Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs away. Um, but if they they pooch kick it or whatever it may be, maybe and, which is probably what I would have done, um, or, or or said that I would have done yesterday you've run off another three to four seconds and and maybe they had one less play to run. So.
0: All right, here we go. Got another uh, super chat here. And it's my guy, Chris. And he says, Jimmy was doing that pre-injury. And I think that's talked, you you know, the ball's kind of floating, being late passes, being intercepted. He talked about the Tennessee Titans game where, you know, he over threw a, a receiver on a crossing route where the ball got away from him and, and he, and he threw a pick there. So I think, Here's the thing with Jimmy, and I said this on a podcast recently, and I actually got it from someone in, in that tunes into the show. Jimmy is both the arsonist and the firefighter. Someone commented that, and I was like, Damn, that's that's perfect, right? And it kind of alludes to the fact that you know what you talked about with what quarterback you would choose. You know what you're going to get with Jimmy Garoppolo the good and the bad, right? And the excellent, which is the last mm-hmm. two minutes. I think the elite will say that, that that's Jimmy's elite trait. Uh, but it comes with just weird moments, Bullshit. and you just it does, you it just it comes you accept with that. No, exactly. Right. Uh, here we go. We got Kim here, and she says, Half of the time, Jimmy puts the 49ers in the situations to come back, and again, that kind of <laughs> that that too alludes to the fact that he's both the arsonist and the firefighter, and he does a really good job. I mean, he is an amazing firefighter, right? He is amazing at putting out the fire but he's also amazing at kind of starting the fires. I've talked about it. How uh, I've talked about how I do believe that some of these games, not all of them, but there are a good amount of games that the 49ers play that are probably closer than they have to be. When, if you kind of have to lean on Jimmy to put a team away, Uh, he seems like that's not really a strength of his. Then when you do look at the games that the 49ers put teams away, a lot of times it's the run game, right? Just, Big gaping runs, 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 and obviously that's a big part of Fortnite's identity. I wonder how much of it is because of Jimmy Garoppolo's kind of ability to keep other teams in games at the most, you know, inopportune times.
8: And I'll say I this, that, I think that Jimmy game. people people don't. I also think that. Understanding this too, yeah, he'll he'll make a couple errant throws or a couple shitty throws, and it puts you in a in a bad position. Um, but also on the flip side, if you watch what he does, we take it for granted. Most people take it for granted, but don't realize the difficulty of it. Um, and especially um, when there is pressure or exotic coverages, and they're rolling or whatever it may be, or there's blitzes. How fast Jimmy gets the ball off and makes some of these throws that look easy but really aren't that easy. I mean, he gets the ball out really quick on a lot of – and gets gets it to the receivers and get lets them get upfield. And and he'll stand in there and make some of these throws and take shots um, that look like they should be easy balls. And, yeah, uh, you'll say, oh, well, he's an NFL quarterback. He should be doing it. I watch games a lot on Sundays, and there's a lot of NFL quarterbacks that throw some of these balls and miss them a lot of the time too and Jimmy seems to be lights out on some of these quick game throws that are going for 10 to 15 yards of pop. Um, and then he'll do something where he'll try and throw it over the middle deeper and it sails on him. And then we're back at square one. So yeah, you get the, you get the pluses and then you get the, the minuses from Jimmy. Um, but he's found a way to get it done at the end of the day. So I, it's, it's hard to really, really bash on him. Um, if we were losing these games, yeah, with this conversation would be completely different.
0: Uh, the Rams traded a farm for a quarterback, and so did the 49 difference Differences—they are starting the QB they traded for. I hope Jimmy can pull it through. Also, differences, right? I mean, uh, Matthew Stafford's yes. in what his ninth or tenth season or eleventh season, whatever it is, as opposed to a rookie quarterback who didn't play all of last year, uh, played at the FCS level, which powerhouse, uh, but you know, played at the FCS level, and uh, so there are some differences. It's not apples to apples in that scenario as to why one guy is playing and the other guy isn't. Uh, we have a couple comments here from my guy uh, Melf Hunter, one of our favorites here. That's always in the chat. Jimmy still hasn't played good in five playoff games. I think there's when you look at the stats, there's something to that. But he also hasn't been asked to do a whole lot. So I think the 49ers would probably can, would like to if they can if they can have a game to where Jimmy doesn't have to be the guy. I think Kyle Shanahan is good with that. Right, So what y'all feel like Jimmy is playing good might not be how Kyle Shanahan thinks about it. Maybe Kyle Shanahan thinks is like, hey, as long as we win with Jimmy Garoppolo, that's a good game from Jimmy G. As opposed to expecting it to look like a Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes performance. Does that make sense? Yeah. The expectations might just be lower uh, yeah, from, you know, from a statistical the expectations, output.
8: That, that's another thing is the expectations are set that Jimmy should be doing this, that, and the other thing. Um, put it this way, you know, we talk about team efforts, right? Team efforts as a whole, you can't put a win and loss on a quarterback. It's a team game. Let's look at the record for the team when Jimmy Garoppolo is not in the game. I'm not talking about this year. I'm talking about since Jimmy's been there with the same team that he's got when other quarterbacks are in the game and I'm not seeing the other quarterbacks are Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen or their other starters in the NFL. I'm just saying guys that were in the system with Kyle Shanahan they're not it's not good with the exact same teams.
0: So, well, so and I and I know people are going to say well you can't it, it, you, I don't think anyone's comparing Jimmy to or you know, yeah, Jimmy to Bethard and and Mullins and Hoyer who are all going to be lifetime backups and we don't expect Jimmy to be that do you think that uh Jimmy if you would the 49ers be better off with Derek Carr as opposed to Jimmy Garoppolo? Or,
8: uh, I or would say let's that, say again, a Deshaun Watson. Those,
0: let's say a Deshaun Watson, you know.
8: It's one of those uh, it's hard to say because it's it's a specu- it's a, it's all speculation, right? Yeah. Would they be better off with Trey Lance? Would they be better off with this guy? Would it be I don't know. We will never know. Um, well, we we'll will know. We'll year. find we'll, out next we'll, year. Well, we'll know. Yeah. I'm, but I'm talking about like with, with other <laughs> yeah. dudes, you know, as far as the speculation goes, we'll find out next year with Trey Lance. But um, we saw it when Jimmy first came in to the 49ers. That's why he ended up getting that contract. The Niners were absolute trash. Jimmy G shows up, wins five games straight, makes he beats the Jaguars that year, who had the top defense in the NFL.
0: Yeah.
8: He ends up. Um, having a comeback drive once or twice. And he looked like a baby Tom Brady driving down the field while he was doing so. And it was a complete, as soon as Jimmy started playing, it was a complete change of pace and give, this is given the fact that Jimmy only had probably a quarter of the playbook because he was only there for a short amount of time. So you had to pay the guy, right? The, the culture changed when Jimmy got there, they went five, they won zero games to, one game to five games immediately. Um, so you were left in this position. Do we continue down the path that we we're going? Or do we pay the guy that's going to go fetch money from somebody else? That was Tom Brady's backup for three to four years. Um, who was groomed under Belichick. Do we let him walk and keep being trash? Or do we pay him because we've won now? And that's what they had to do. It was either it was, It's pay to play at that rate. Um, and that's what they had to do. And I think that if you went back, and I'd be willing to bet, if you went back to that same scenario today, given what we've seen of Jimmy, take your feelings, take the feelings out of it. I think a lot of people would still take Jimmy Garoppolo. I think you would still say, hell yeah, we'd, we'd have to have him. Um, that's just my opinion. I don't know what you would think of that. Would you have rather than say, screw it, let him walk, and then start back at square one again?
0: As opposed to what? Like,
8: as opposed to signing him and giving him the contract that they did give him.
0: No, you, well, I think most people wanted him to, you know, uh, franchise tag him, but I, I didn't want a franchise. I actually liked the contract. The contract was essentially two franchise tags, a little bit more than two franchise tags. So I thought the way they constructed it was perfect for a guy who came in, not 100% sure what he is, but you gave yourself some outs and you gave yourself some time to kind of see, hey, we could let it play out a couple of years will he eventually be what we want him to be? If not, then we can trade the house for a rookie quarterback or look into Matthew Stafford or look into Deshaun Watson. So, and I think they did all of those things. They checked all their boxes. So Grant Cone is the one that says the arsonist and the firefighter. I knew I heard it on this show. So I knew that. And somebody had put it in our chat. So I've been kind of running with it. Like, And I say like, Hey, somebody in my chat said this, but Grant is the one that said it. So, uh, 100% makes sense, and I think everybody understands where he's coming from. Uh, with that, We've got Mark here, Lemur Grant Cone uh,
8: every week still says that Jimmy G is trash, but here we are. Grant Cone yeah. gets to provide more and more content every week as uh, yeah. as Jimmy Garoppolo finds a way to win games. So
0: <laughs> that's
8: just my opinion.
0: So, yeah, I, I got you. All right, uh, mistakes aside, every QB in the playoffs this weekend moves in the pocket and lifts their back leg. When throwing, why doesn't he do this? And I think he's just uh, talking to, uh, talking about Greg, uh, uh, Greg Panelli, Jimmy Garoppolo. But that's not ideal, right? Like, like uh, moving and throwing like off of your back leg.
8: So, hold on, really quick. Stakes aside, every QB in the playoffs is he moves in the pocket, lifts their back leg when throwing. Why doesn't he do this? Um, I think we talked about it before, Jimmy, Jimmy's a, a short strider. A lot of guys that lift their legs are more power throwers just because they're getting more of their body into it. Jimmy has a little bit more of that short stride, He keeps a base. Um, and he doesn't make a lot of throws that would require like from a, okay. So from a biomechanics standpoint, I'll break it down for you. Biomechanic standpoint, typically you try and release the ball with the back foot attached to the ground. That's one point of deceleration in the throw that and then the front side shoulder so when you throw it ideally from uh getting the max velocity if you could your foot's attack excuse me attached through the release of the throw wherever the foot goes thereafter it doesn't even matter um so that's just them putting their body into some of these throws that jimmy does not have in his bag at the end of the day he doesn't throw and create enough power um that would even require his body to, to do some of those things. And that's just my opinion. Um, so I think that that isn't something at the end of the day where, um, it would benefit Jimmy just realistically, because it doesn't benefit necessarily most quarterbacks when they throw the ball anyways. But, um, those guys do it because they're creating a lot of torque. And that's what naturally their foot will just swing up and do that. Um, but from a biomechanics standpoint, it's not necessarily providing them um, any extra, if you would, that's, that's coming from the arm. And those guys have elite, elite arm talent yeah. and Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't, that's just the bottom line on it.
0: All right. We got another uh, contribution here from Kim and we just got two more questions after this, but uh, Kim says, how much does Kyle really trust Jimmy uh, to have the ball, or to, or how much does how much does Kyle really trust Jimmy? He gave the ball to the real MVP of the league on third and seven with the game on the line. Let me talk about that real quick because I don't think that play was about trusting or not trusting Jimmy Garoppolo. The issue was there was a certain amount of time on the clock left. All right, uh, do you throw the ball, risk throwing an incompletion around one minute left? And now you have to try a long field goal, and if you miss that, you set up good field position with around a minute left for Aaron Rodgers to drive down the field. Or you put the ball on the on the ground with the run game, run the clock. If you get don't get a first down, that's fine because even we can still run the clock down to about twenty seconds or whatever. Call timeout, kick a field goal. Even if you miss, you you know Rodgers would have about fifteen seconds. Now also we saw what happened in the in uh, in the in the uh, Chiefs game. So maybe you don't need a full 15 seconds. But I think that run was more so about clock management than it was not trusting Jimmy Garoppolo to throw the ball. Just my opinion. That's just my opinion. Uh, we do have a couple of questions here that weren't super chats, but I wanted to kind of get your opinion on, and then uh, we'll get out of here. But we have Christian Soldier. He says, Trey Lance has no pocket awareness at all. Have you seen the lack of pocket awareness from Trey Lance?
8: No, I'd say that he has pocket awareness, but then um, again, it, there's some some ghost pressure that might creep up or that there's a time clock in your head, right? So um, when you drop back as a quarterback, you you have this kind of clock going in the back of your head, right? Where if you're not getting touched at a certain point, you're you're going to feel like you're about to get touched or or hit or whatever it may be, or the ball is supposed to be out on time. Um, and so it goes both ways, having pressure and not having pressure and not having pressure and getting out of the pocket for no reason. Some guys will do that um, just because, like I said, that time clock goes off in their head or the first or second progression wasn't open. So they think, okay, my check down – is either there or I'm running. And sometimes a Trey Lance, that check down for him, is going to be running because he's a great athlete. So that's one thing. I think that there, that pocket awareness comes with, um, obviously, experience as well and having an understanding more of the playbook and confidence in the guys up front. So he might not have the best pocket awareness right now. Josh Allen didn't have the best pocket awareness when he came into the league and neither did Pat Mahomes. And a lot of guys have crappier pocket awareness than both of those guys or all three of them, but they still find ways to get the job done. I, I think that next year um, as Trey Lance gets more and more reps uh, that you'll see him start to accelerate a little bit more in the pocket. Um, because like I said, also he was a pro style guy in college. So it's not like he was running these sprint outs and, and getting them out of pocket and these run pass options essentially with sprint outs, you know, it's either run or, 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 uh, or excuse me, throw it or tuck it. Um, so he'll be all right. I'm not, I'm not really worried about the pocket awareness too much with the Trey Lance stuff.
0: And I think this one right here kind of loses that a raw rookie with no pocket awareness. Oh my gosh. Breaking news. Basically saying he's a rookie and sometimes rookies, they, the way that they're feeling the pressure right now, things might be a little sped up in their mind. And it's not even sometimes it's
8: most of them. I mean, 99.9% of them are going to be like that. It's just it is what it is. That's that's part of the growing stage of football, right?
0: Right. 21-year-old, youngest quarterback ever drafted in the NFL. But uh, Greg, man, I've had you on for an hour. All right. I appreciate you coming on, of course, answering all the questions. Uh any any anything you want to get out before uh you exit the stage?
8: Look at you. Like, why you got that grin on your face? I oh, I no, really, just... I just want to know, I just want to know one thing. I just want to know one thing because I almost tweeted right. it out. At, at, at uh miss stevie the other day
0: okay i want to know Miss <laughs> stevie is uh, miss crocker by the way
8: yeah miss crock i want to know if for those who watched last week and the conversation the way that it went last week uh with a buildo at the end there um i almost <laughs> tweeted whatever you do at miss stevie do not listen to the episode of qb monday
3: because of the conversation
8: <laughs> and the way it went, so I want to know. <laughs> I want to know if she heard the conversation or if she still has no clue where that conversation. She still
0: week. has no clue, but if you want, Man. let her know. See, we'll I, I, her need, a t- I need
8: a tweeter. I need a tweeter. What are...
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so, I for need a those of you who don't know, uh, the the Bills fans were throwing dildos on the field uh when the bills were taking on the patriots they were throwing dildos at uh Kendrick Bourne and some of the players and there was one that I noticed because it looked familiar it's one that sticks on the it, it can stick on the wall in the in the shower. <laughs> you know but listen I that's that's all I'm gonna say about that. Uh my wife can tell you know well you know oh, listen, no, as, this as, as adults croky. and not not for me don't get anything twisted y'all this stuff is not for Crocky. all right at all but you know you you know what I'm saying? You start getting, you know, you know what I'm saying you know what I'm saying. All right, anyways, that's too much. But, anyways, um, appreciate you coming on.
8: All go ahead, my, and tweet, I tweet Miss Crocky. You ask her
0: about I'm gonna
8: talk that. Whatever you need. Right. don't listen to it and see if she'll go back and listen so we can get Miss Crocky's opinion on that. All
0: right, all right. We're, we're gonna have Greg exit stage left, and uh, we would be right back to close out the show. Appreciate you coming on, bro. We'll see you guys. All right, y'all. I appreciate everybody that tuned in today. All 500 plus of y'all, man. I know I got a little, little X-rated, but y'all know I always try to keep it real with everything that's, that's going on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know some people are uh, still confused. They're like, "Wait, what, what? What the heck? What the heck happened?" You know what I'm saying? What the dildos? All that type of stuff. How we even get on that topic? I appreciate everyone kind of tuning in and contributing to the show. I felt like it was a great conversation on here for over two hours. On Twitter, we were on Twitter for about an hour. If you're on Twitter and you're not on the YouTube channel, head over, man. Head over to the YouTube channel. Just type in Eric Crocker. She'll pop right up. Make sure you guys, if you haven't already, listened to the Locked On 49ers episode with myself and Brian Peacock. Numbers going up, 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 up. I mean, they've been up, but uh, we see everybody contributing and listening to that show. Locked On NFL draft as well. 49ers ain't ready for the draft yet. So, uh, you know, got at least another week, and I'm going to say another few weeks, man. 49ers going to the Super Bowl, baby. Uh, it's been awesome chatting with everybody in here today. If you haven't already and you like this show, hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button. But uh, y'all know what it is, man. We will be back tomorrow, Tuesday, for another episode. Later this week, I have the opportunity. I leave out Friday and uh, or Thursday I leave and I go to Mobile, Alabama. Alright, Mobile, Alabama. I'm going to the uh, HBCU Combine, so I'm really excited about that. And then I'll be there what Friday, Saturday. If 49ers are playing LA, or they are playing LA, I might travel, go to the game. We'll see if I can get this ticket thing kind of, you know, it's a little pricey right now, I'll get that down a little bit. Uh, but then I have to go right back to Mobile for the senior bowl. So I'm I'm excited to be out there for a week, meet up with a lot of people, watch the senior bowl, all that good stuff. Uh exciting times, exciting, exciting time of the year, especially at 49 49er fan. The 49ers were two and four, three and five, and now they are. Contending for the NFC title, man. time. So, that's going to do it for this episode of the San Francisco 49ers Morning Show. I will get back to y'all tomorrow morning, 6.30 a.m. Pacific, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Y'all know where to find me right here. Let's go. Crop Talk TV Podcast. podcast. Peace.